to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. We have lots and lots of stuff to go over tonight, so we're going to jump right into that. I want to let you know, first off, if you would like to call in, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. I do want to let area codes uh, 718, I guess 718, yep, know that you are not in the lineup. 718, if you want to come on the air, please press 1. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you, and we'll check that again here in just a little bit. First thing I want to share with you. We have a new prize drawing starting, and this is going to be, this one is separate than our Poetry for Prizes drawing, which will be starting next week as well. This one that we're doing here is going to be the first of four special prize drawings we'll be doing this year, covering our theme for 2024, which is the Year of the Voice. This year, we're going to be exploring things that will focus on your voices as poets, but there is more to this than just that. When I started this show, it, it was to it was ensure that everyone had a place to be heard, whatever their voice. You know, we writers, we have something to say, and we shouldn't be afraid to say it. Things don't need to stay in journals tucked in our bedside tables. You know, we write because we have some, something to say. So we're going to be working on that. Both of these prize drawings will be uh, starting next week. So be sure to be here to get all the details on that. And not only that, but I am going to be, and like mystery prizes where I say they're just so cool, you don't do it, you know, you just, you're just a nerd because the prizes are cool. You want them and, and you just have to trust me on that and all that good stuff. Anyway, I'm going to be letting you know what one of the prizes are for our quarterly prize drawing. And I'm hoping, you, hoping you'll be excited about it. And it's enough to motivate you to, uh, well, you're going to get involved in this just because it's going to be fun, so I don't really need a, a prize to motivate you. But it's always nice, right? Okay, so next week, getting into the show, be here to get all the details on that. Next. I'd like to take a moment to announce that our fundraiser for our 2024 broadcasting license has begun. So if you would like to help sponsor the Speakeasy Cafe radio show and community live, growing, thriving, help get the show on the air, you can check out the fundraiser information and the link which is pinned to the top of my Facebook page. If you are not on my Facebook page, you can find me under Nyla, first name Nyla, N-Y-L-A, New York, Los Angeles. Last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a friend's request, and um, there's all kinds of cool things that happen on my page. You just have no idea. It's, it's the place to be. But, yeah, you can find the information for the fundraiser on that. You can also Google Speakeasy Cafe Fundraiser or Speakeasy Cafe GoFundMe. And um, you can also message me, and I will send you the links if you need them. In addition, 
Speakeasy has a PayPal account under the show's email, which is the, the word the is in there, the the, the, the is very important, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com is the show's PayPal Addy. And we have a cash app account for the Speakeasy, which is dollar sign Speakeasy Cafe, all one word. If you would rather make a donation through one of those, fees on both of those services are actually quite a bit less compared to the GoFundMe fees. So that's something to keep in mind. If you'd like information, any of this, um, and you would like to help keep us on the air, please let me know. Again, I will be posting all that information there on the Cash App and all that stuff on the Facebook page by tomorrow. And, you know, I know things are really tough for all of us. You have no idea. For, for so many years, I I did the show. But in the last 17 years that we've been on the air, the prices have gone up so much that I just can't do it by myself anymore. And we had a couple of people um, a few years ago jump in and say, hey, we're going to help you with this. It's just kind of grown from there to the point where – and we could not do this. We could not be in the air, on the air anymore were it not help for the help of the community. I could not carry this on my own anymore. It's just gotten too spendy. But this is our home and our community and we're family and, and you know, it's just important. I forgot what I was saying. I got all, I got all teary-eyed. <laughs> okay, anyway. But, yeah, I know things are tough for all of us, but it really does take a community effort to keep us going. And so, you know, whatever little bit you can do, if you can do anything, helps. Being here and supporting the show, sharing our links, being a reader, being a listener, anything you guys do helps support and keep our community growing. But if you would be interested in being a sponsor, that would be amazing. Our goal we have set right now is for to keep our existing three-hour broadcasting license. If we don't meet our goal, we may have to cut back to a two-hour show, which is hard because we normally broadcast over our three hours. Worst case scenario, we're not even going to talk about that because it's not going to happen. So, again, if you'd like to help out, just on my Facebook page with the fundraiser information, Google or go fund search, go fund me search for the Speakeasy Cafe fundraiser or contact me and I will get you the information information. With all that said, only have a short while to show our our appreciation to those who helped us sponsor our twenty twenty three broadcasting license and kept us on the, the air last year. So it's really important that we take the time we have left with these sponsors and let them know how much we appreciate them, let them know just what they mean to us. And so our 2023 sponsors are Annabella Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Kara DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shefsick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Galloway, and Timothy Melton. 
I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. You know, for those of you that knew Charles C.B. Banks, I cannot read that name. I cannot read through that without, when I get to his name, wanting to go, Charles C.B. Banks. And I just think that would be, you know, just would not fit in with the fact that we're, you know, thanking those who made donations in the memory of. But I just can't say his name. I can't see his name without wanting to say it that way. And he was so incredible. Every time I say it, it just makes me smile because I can hear that inside my head, and I know that all of you can as well. All right, so those are our 2023 Broadcasting License sponsors. Thank you, guys. We would not have been here this last year if not for you. And if you want us here again this time next year, please consider sponsoring the Speakeasy Cafe. I hate asking. I hate asking that. You guys just have no idea. Anyway, but we do need help. We do need help this down there. So you guys know what time it is now, right? It is time for inspiration from the inkwell. So have your papers and pens and quills and notebooks and journals and all that good stuff out. As I go through this, if you do not get everything written down, worry not. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever it is you missed. Remember, we have 17 years worth of podcasts available, so it's a great tool, uh, tool for you to utilize. If you're sitting there some night and can't think of anything, just pop open one of our broadcasts in the first 15 minutes and you'll, you'll find something to get you off and running. Okay, so let's jump right in and start off by giving this week's poetry prompts. I want to thank everyone who posted their amazing prompts for tonight's show. There are so many and so many great ones that some of them will have to spill over to our next show next week. I actually grabbed a couple from last week. It's last week's list as well. Um, Put this one together. Now, remember as I go through these, prompts they poetry prompts are like seeds planted they're meant to grow into poems you can use the prompts as the title of your poem you can use it as a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem beyond that whatever you do with them is entirely up to you all right let's get started first prompt number one in the dance of days in the dance of days Number two, drifting, drifting. Number three, deep freeze, deep freeze. Number four, brush aside the rain, brush aside the rain. Number five, first snow, first snow. Number six, under covers, under covers. Number seven, it's not what one regrets. It's not what one regrets. Number eight, reading lips. Reading lips. Ten, maybe no, maybe yes. Maybe no, maybe yes. Eleven, somewhere in this, 
I think there is a great metaphor. Somewhere in this, I think there is a great metaphor. Number 12, ugly people. And 13, message me. Message me. 14. Let me check this 14. Okay, there we go. If I could, if you could lick my heart, it would be poison. If you could lick my heart, it would be poison. And our, my contribution for this week, which I actually stole from a message that Robbie sent me, which he stole from a album, a band name or something like that. I forget what it was, something close to that. And anyone who knows knows me will know why I gravitated towards this one. So prompt number 15, Kitchen Apocalypse. That was awesome. Okay. So remember with these prompts, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use all of the lines in one poem if you're feeling super froggy. Do not forget before you sit down to do this to do your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And the way this works is you take your first prompt that I gave you, you write it at the top of the page, and then instead of writing a poem to it, I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. So really kind of think about the prompts. Think of all the different ways you can approach it or think about it or ways you can twist it into meaning something else. Write at least six different ideas for poems you could write, could write to each of the 12 prompts, or excuse me, 15 prompts. You will not get to the bottom of this. You will not get to all the way down to the bottom before something's going to grab a hold of you and have you off and running. It's a really cool exercise. It helps teach you that what you write or what you do with the prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you do write to it. This is going to be one of the things that I'm really going to be... I mean, we do this all the time, but it's one of the things I'm really going to be going into more depth on and maybe actually doing a full workshop on it so you'll understand why this is so important and and actually all of the things it can do to help you become a better writer, help you develop your own voice, especially developing your own voice. All right, so we are going to be starting back up with our writing exercises and our journalist next week. And so you should all have a new blank journal or a new spiral notebook, whatever it is, to start off 2024. And you might as well go out and get yourself to a nice new pen while you have it. You deserve that. And have those ready because we will be getting into our full mini workshops starting next week. Our the writing, we're going to be doing some restructuring on some of that. I'll get into it later. You only need to do that now. So let's keep this rolling. I'm going to run through the prompts again very quickly as I close this out. Remember, if you missed anything, come back after the show's over. Listen to the archives. One, in the dance of days. Two, drifting. Three, deep freeze. Four, brush aside the rain. Five, for snow. Six, undercovers. Seven, it's not what one regrets. Eight. Fearful of the night. Nine, reading lips. Ten, maybe no, maybe yes. Eleven, 
somewhere in this, I think there's a great metaphor. 12, ugly people. 13, message me. 14, if you could lick my heart, it would, be, it would poison you. And number 15, kitchen apocalypse. Remember, as food for our creator souls, we are focusing on reading, 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 and I extend that onto living, living, living. You have to have input if you are to have output. What you, you eat, and that goes towards what you feed your brain as well. So make sure you're doing things to to have new experiences, to bring new ideas into your into your head. Read, you know, if you have a chance to get out and and take a walk, go out and take a walk. Pay attention to things around you. So input, input, input. As our daily writer's discipline, every day I want you to go out and find your 17 syllables. Every day write a haiku poem. I don't care if you don't like haiku poems. Don't think of it as haiku poem. Just think of it as a word puzzle then. A haiku is three lines, five, seven, five syllable count. It makes you real attention to the words that you use. It's, they're really fun once you start doing them. Every day, go out and find something with 17 syllables and write it down. When you think about it, don't wait. If it's not perfect, you can fix it later. The point is to get it written down when you think about it. Doing this one thing is more important than any other thing I will ever give you in these workshops. I cannot stress enough the importance and how this will affect you as a writer. You know, so I get lots of people saying, well, I don't like form poem. I don't like haikus. Oh, you're going to hate me this year then. <laughs> No, you're not going to hate me. You're going to love me. All right. So anyway, find your 17 syllables every day. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, again, come back, listen to the podcast if you missed anything or if I got you jumbled and mixed up somehow. We're going to start the episode with an audio track. We always start and end with a track by one of you, our poets. The piece that I'm going to play right now is by Andrea Gibbons, and it's called The Moon is a Kite. Here you go. From the other end of the phone line, my little sister says, Andrea, poppy flowers are beautiful in the right light. I say, Laura, you're right. And landmines look like toys to children until their limbs explode. And their families find their bodies in ditches on the side of the road. Our mother is crying herself to sleep again tonight. Your daughter is in my arms wondering where you are. And maybe this light is right for you, but from here I can't see the stars. In the morning the sunbeams will look like jail bars. Please come back. Please. I'll breathe I love you into your bloodstream until the needles can't compare. I'll tether my veins into thread and stitch them through your torn seams. I'll scream light into your bruises. Still lives beneath your track marks. You can stand on the cliff of my heart and shout nothing but ugly through me. I promise all I will echo back is beauty, beauty. You have always been beauty. Did I ever tell you on the day you were born I stopped believing in Jesus and started believing in you? And sometimes it's the metal in the wind chimes that reminds us how soft the breeze is. So even when you grew like a switchblade, pupils dilating the apocalypse, more junk in your veins and blood, more rage on your lips and love, I still believed in you. I knew you blew this world a kiss and no one blew it back. And I wish I had a road map back to that time before that first time you mainlined midnight in search of an escape. I wish I'd had your back that night. I wish I'd told you life is going to hold you at gunpoint, but time 
usually comes with a white flag Cause right now there's a body bag around the moon And every time your daughter cries The constellations look like chalk outlines Of crucified angels in the sky And I'm not sure I'm strong enough for this I can see the veins in my wrist too clearly Can feel the knife in the drawer We're more alike than you know But your daughter's heart is beating I can see her pulse in the soft spot In the top of her head In the other room our mother is asleep and dreaming Now of the way we were when we two were just babies like her and maybe we'll never be that new again maybe there will always be days when the sunbeams look like jail bars maybe it will seem we have more scars and lifelines sometimes but i've found it's always worth trying to find a way to walk away from the landmines and hope you come back with your skin intact enough to drink some moonshine girl i know you think this world is too dark to even dream in color but i've seen flowers bloom at midnight i've seen kites fly in gray skies and they were real close to looking like the sunrise and sometimes it takes the most wounded wings the most broken things to notice how strong the breeze is how precious the flight so i'm still not believing in jesus i'm still believing in you i'm still telling your daughter the moon is a kite attached to a string that's held by your mother and i promise she's coming back soon Absolutely incredible piece by Andrea Gibbons. You can find her. Check her out. Actually, go go check out her videos on YouTube. It's G-I-B-S-O-N, Andrea Gibbons. She is amazing. She does really, really good at surprising lines, things that stand out. She has a very unique voice. It would be really hard for me to, if I read TED Poems, I'm sure I could pick hers out because she does have a very unique voice. This is one of the things that we are going to be honing in ourselves this year. All right, so what comes next? If you would like to read tonight, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. we uh, If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who you are and that your name is attached to your work. Right now, you can do two poems if the phone lines happen to get too busy then we may need to cut you back to just one, but we'll do our best to make sure that doesn't happen. Please forgive me. (laughs) But right now you're good for reading too. When you're done reading, make sure you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and that you start creating your writer's networks of people you inspire and who inspire you. Remember, please, that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything. I never know what someone's going to read when I unmute their line. With the exception of we cannot do hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A and two slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. You know where that line is. Please don't cross it and mess up our ratings. I'm going to go ahead and give you our first three callers. It looks like we've been having some issues with our phone lines. I don't know where 850 went. They were our first caller, Rich. They, if you guys are trying to call in, we've been having some issues issues with our lines on the show so far. So if you uh, are trying to call in and getting it fast busy, 
please keep trying. If you're online and can hear me, don't hang up because I'm not sure if you're going to be able to get back in. And, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. I have the list written down. I always do a paper copy of the callers as they come into the studio for just situations as this, but the first four of our callers aren't even online with me right now, so I don't know what's going on. If you guys are trying to get back in, please keep trying. I will watch for you to come back on, and I will bring your call on when you get back so you don't have to wait the whole show. Watching for Rich. Okay. Anyway, first three callers, we have 731 followed by 702 and then 216. All right, those are our first three callers. I'll update this as we go through the show so you can kind of have an idea of where you are. All right, let's go ahead and grab man from the Firefly realm, Mr. Michael Todd at 731. Hi, this is Michael Todd, West Tennessee. How are you doing? <clears throat> Absolutely wonderful, Michael. How are you, sweetheart? Fantastic, fantastic. Um, can't believe I'm first tonight. I felt like I was felt like I was a step slow tonight. Hmm. You were actually well, third. Really? Now that yep. seems about right, right there. But everything hiccuped, and now you're first. Well, I, I hope Rich is okay and I hope he hasn't run up on the sandbar. Oh, don't say that. I'll have to jump in and rescue him. Here I come <laughs> to save the day. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing outstanding as always. Got my voice back and everything. Mm-hmm. You sound really good. Thanks. Thanks. I got a, I got a river poem. I got a river poem for Rich, Rich, and he's gone. So I guess I'll not read it. I'll throw it away. Don't throw it Uh, away. Well, I guess. We'll save it for later when he's around. I would have just been doing it for him. There. I am I am messaging him right now, telling him that I know he's not there now to call back in. Okay, we're good. So what are you going to read instead? Well, <clears throat> there's a poem that I wrote one time for this girl named Lydia Ray Bush. She had a blog, and I just discovered her, and and... We met and made friends, and uh, I went back to check on her recently, and her blog's gone, and she's gone, and there's no there's no uh, sign of her left anywhere on the Internet, Facebook and everything. She's wow. just disappeared. So I don't know what happened to that youngster. But because of her, she had, she had written a, <clears throat> a poem called Trust, and I riffed it. I wrote a poem called Dead Even. And the uh, what what my poem is about is that that I, I met her like in real life and we we became partners and uh our business was 
was that we were professionals at writing eulogies. You don't see a lot of that. And, uh, you know, since, since my regular writing partner, Carter Todd, he and I got together today. It's unusual when we get together on a weekday, but since we had to attend a funeral, uh, we got to spend some time together. So you see a pattern here? Yeah, right. Anyway, this is called Dead Even, Riffing Lydia Ray Bush's Trust by Michael Todd. I was once commissioned to write a eulogy for someone outside my circle of friends, someone theretofore not introduced to me. And that is where this unlikely tale began. I set about to research, delve and toil, what made this person's world go around. No secrets needed to go beneath the soil. Better to serve, spun above the ground. Through it all works. She meant well. Affirmation nodding means well received. Nodding off is not an acceptable dwell. Surely the part of well-meaning believed. Might I be redundant? Do I repeat myself? Do I say the same things over and over again? Placing tried and true back on the shelf, timing is not a matter of what, but when. Let's reverse roles before speaking aloud. Imagine it is me occupying a box of pine. I'd expect you to step up and do me proud. I can not envision anyone else to consign. A perfect eulogy, no matter who renders, one where all patrons keep a straight face. Takes no chance we see smiles on cinders. Sorrow is to be shown by all in this place. Perhaps we should form a tandem for hire, providing eulogies on call for a modest fee. Notion is deadly, us joining to conspire. You commence, and I will close the decree. For all said, you have my full attention. I have to wonder, just how does that feel? You sidled in, displaying apprehension, and departed with a new partner in our deal. In peace. Wow. That was phenomenal. I think that would work. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. You know, I've been thinking all week, if I could come up with a device to reattach belt loops, I could be a millionaire. Thought I'd throw that out there. There's probably 10 people listening to your show going, son of a, I can figure that out myself. I'll beat him on it. <laughs> if you do beat me, if you do beat me, will you at least give me an opportunity to buy one? Because I got a broken belt loop, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's bad when I try to try to cinch my pants up, and there's I get no action. Go flying all over the place. <clears throat> I'm just for some reason in my head right now. I'm picturing you walking in the house and and looking at your wife and saying, "Woman, sew up my britches." I'm just wondering how that would go. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's not. No, that would never happen. <clears throat> Woman, call her wifey sometimes, but I mean, well, 
Hey, look, I don't have no. You know, that would be a really fun prompt for you. That would be a really fun prompt for you to for this year is to write a poem called called Woman Sew Up My Britches is the title. And it has to you have to find some way to spin that into a beautiful poem for your wife. And then you can mm. give it to her on her birthday. Mm. She doesn't but read that, but stuff that I has to be. No, she, she doesn't read my stuff. In, she, she will she will if it's in her birthday card. I don't know a woman alive that wouldn't want a poem written about her. No, she really hates my poetry. She doesn't read anything I say. Yeah. Well, if it's in a birthday card, she's obligated, isn't she? That's one way to read it. <laughs> Why do you think I spend I so much don't. time with you? Huh? Because you, so you, you appreciate it. Anyway, I do appreciate it. I'm a huge fan. I don't fan. have another poem, but I've got a really short, short story. Okay? Prose. Just prose, okay? Okay. This is set in Kentucky, so I called it Substandard in West Kentucky, Western Kentucky. The time was November 1995, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Brian's Mayfield office was closed. Mine in Paducah was open for the full day. Brian was assigned to work with me, which allowed me to make a couple of customer calls to unfortunate people like us who had to work this almost somewhat holiday. I told Brian I would make quick work of this and we would try to leave by 3 that afternoon rather than the normally expected 5 o'clock. I managed to close both deals in record time. Truth be told, they were just renewals. Those come without grapple or grind. When, once back in my car, I dialed the office number on my still pretty new cell phone. It was my first. It was known in the industry as a brick phone. Brian answered on the second ring. I know because I counted the minutes used. I was getting charged by the minute. I'm pretty sure the time meter kicked in when the thought came over to me to make a call and did not cease until I hit end call at least three times. As soon as Brian said hello, I said, How about lunch on me? He asked what I had in mind. I said, How about Subway? That was a submarine sandwich chain that was popular in western Kentucky. Brian said it sounded great and proceeded to tell me what kind of sandwich he wanted, but I hit in call one time, and when he called back, I simply did not answer. I was already on my way to a local convenience store. Mind you, this was before there was a Dollar General every few blocks. Convenience stores that had gasoline pumps, they had the market cornered on short orders in a hurry. Once there, I ran inside and I bought a single can of Vienna sausages, they're a southern treat. Just pop the top, pour off the juice, remove the top to find seven little skinless wieners, highly salted, if not seasoned, and feast away. Typically for me, I never tasted the first two. I simply inhaled them. The next three were a tempered delicacy. The last two went down hard because every sinew of decency in my system was saying, enough, stop it. My next stop was at Subway. I was in luck. There was no line. They had to my good fortune. I saw my sleeve of the attendant behind the counter. I was about to be served by a subway artiste. That was the title given to those displaying exemplary skills in assembly 
while not loading up too much product, which cost the franchise considerable profits. My artiste informed me, asked what I was having. I said, I'll have two orders, both on the same ticket. First, a foot long on white, necessary to say that, because they were now carrying wheat bread, too. I ordered a Subway Club, roast beef, ham, turkey with provolone cheese, which was the only kind of cheese they carried then. When it came to the toppings, I took all of them except onions, so that left me with lettuce, tomato, pickles, black olives, banana peppers, and jalapeno peppers. Once the sandwich was topped off with what I assumed was vinegar and oil from a squirt bottle, I congratulated my artiste on a job well done. As for the second sandwich, I was a little more particular. I'd like the same as the first, but please cut it in half, making it two six-inch sandwiches. Put all the meat on one of the sandwiches and none on the other. She let it be known that would be no hill for a climber, or should I say hill topper. And I laid out the 12-inch slab of meat already wrapped in wax paper. She made a precision cut right down central. That means the middle. Would you mind wrapping and bagging those separately, please? And throw in a couple of plastic forks. And may I also have a couple of those plastic gloves, too? As she was administering the same topics on the first down the line, she said, you're up to something, aren't you? <laughs> I nodded yes, somewhat sheepishly. You going to come back here and tell me all about it? I nodded at affirmation as she was bagging the last two short sandwiches. I paid her in cash, leaving a tip, which no one did at Subway. But she was so dedicated. And it was the day after Thanksgiving, and in a way, she just invited me to make a return visit. I went to the parking lot, dropped the tailgate on my pickup truck, opened and drained the can of Vienna sausages in the parking lot, and then put the thin plastic sandwich making gloves on. Pulled out a plain six-inch Subway sandwich, opened it up, and then carefully removed the seven Vienna sausages and laid them slightly diagonally across the body of the sandwich with the minimal stab wounds from dual plastic forks, which were bad, but not nearly as bad as dropping the little franks onto the asphalt parking lot. Once my precision application was complete, I wrapped it all back up and was on my way. Entering the offices from the back, I was able to drop off two of the bags in my personal office and come back to the hallway, making a sharp left, find Brian sitting at a desk, feet propped up, I tried to call you back. I said I was sorry these new cell phones weren't in a minute. I was going to tell you what I wanted on my sandwich. I handed him his six-inch subway and backed away. A moment later, what in the world is this? I told him it was a Vienna sausage sub sandwich. Why in the world did you choose this? I allowed this was the special of the month. Seriously, needs mustard. I went back to my personal office getting in time to finish off the special sandwich. And glancing around the corner, I saw the time was right to come back and hand him his second six-inch Subway sandwich. What's this, he asked. I said, it's another sandwich in case you didn't like the first one. He pulled it out, took an aggressive bite, and lit up like a, I don't know. Suffice it to say, Ryan was beaming. This is the best sandwich I ever had. Wonderful. I asked if it needed mustard. He just shook his head. He didn't come up for air until he was finished. That boy was dedicated. I did not see Brian again until a week or so before Christmas. He dropped off payroll on a Friday, and while there he told me, I've been to five different Subway sandwiches looking for a Vienna sausage sub sandwich, and no one's heard of them. 
I shrugged my shoulders and said, I suppose that's how it is with the flavor of the month. End story. That is hysterical. Please tell me that's a true story. Um, can't do that. Can't do that. Actually, I'm so good. I'm going to so, I'm going to so do that to somebody. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm make I, anchovies or something. Yeah, I wrote that for a girl that I know here locally. I, I, I had two stories, and I recorded them, and I sent them to her, and I said, look, I, I write stories. I'm a storyteller. And uh, and one of these stories is 100% true, and the other, there's not one ounce of truth in it. And it's up to you to guess which one. And this is the one that there was not an ounce of truth in it. I've never been to those places at all. And uh, none of this ever happened. And, uh, and she said, so you... You made all this up? And I said, yes. And then she said, so you lied to me. I said, no, I didn't lie. I, just, I made up a story. She goes, it's the same as lying. And she wouldn't speak to me for days. She just really <laughs> kind of put out that I, that I had done this horrible thing. And made, she said, I believed you. And so that, that was the plan. So anyway. <laughs> that is hysterical. That would be a really fun that would be a really fun writing assignment one week is to have 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 somebody do that. Everybody write two poems, and we have to figure out which one's true and which one's not. Well, that would be a great welcome. great new blog idea. Go ahead, go for it. You can you can have that courtesy of me. No, I was trying to I was trying to provoke you, but okay. We'll discuss well, it. Just, I just did it. I mean, you got my evidence. Can't write anything twice. I've already done it. Done. All right. I've taken up way too much of your time. You lost two callers, so I guess it's okay. They'll be back. If anybody wants to come find me, you can find me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. And um, stop by and visit and I will repay your visiting kind. It means I'll respond. It means I'll get the last yeah, word. Getting some, getting some great love in the chat room, by the way. Really? The Vienna yeah, sa- the happy. sausages are not getting love. The, 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 the palms, palms are getting lots of love. <laughs> yeah, I think Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's just sitting there going, His <laughs> 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 kids, kids like him, though. What? Like I said, it's he says you paint very vivid pictures. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me step aside and make room for the real poets, and uh, I'll be listening. Love you, Mike. Thank you so much for starting this show off so wonderfully. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller, oh, Jimmy. All right. So you were next, but I see that you had to jump out. I'm sure you're taking the kids to work or something like that. I'm going to keep an eye on your line, and as soon as you jump back into the lineup, I will bring you right on. Okay. So let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which is area code 216. So, Mama, I'm going to be bringing you on in just a second. They're going to be followed up by 419 and 
718. Let me make sure I get that written down. So let's go ahead and grab 216. Mama, you are on the air. Present. How you doing, Mommy? Present and accounted for. Yes, ma'am, you are. And so I heard the prompt today. So what I did is I had already written a poem about um, if I were a poem. So I just wrote a second one, and then I incorporated that uh, that line you uh, said we could use on, I think it was the 11th line, the 11th prompt. Mm-hmm. Uh, using metaphors deliberately. Is that it? What, what's, what's, the 11th? what's that? The 11th prompt, something about metaphors de- uh, oh, 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 oh. Let, me, let me pull it up so I, so I, please, somewhere in this, I think there is a great metaphor, was the prompt. Somewhere in this, I think there is a great metaphor. Okay, I, I you, tried to incorporate I, it. into the second, uh, if I were a poem, poem, so I incorporated that line in this second poem. So okay. it goes, if I were a poem, I'd be clever. Young, forever, like Peter Pan, never old. I never fold my hand, journey on to Neverland. We who didn't mind growing up yet, never wanted to grow old. No fool like an old fool. Actually, acting a fool is more healthy than prudes. Prudes are useless and rude. I'd be silly and foolish. I'd play low-key to catch rides. I dance and skate, clog my arteries with comfort food, with the comfort food I ate. But then I'd live with my mom and dad, move back in and depend on them again. Mom can wash and cook for me like things used to be. I pretend to be young again, yet still operate on a different wise man's frequency. Nothing seems real to me. I'd never worry about reality. Keep those old fogies far from me, intellectual mystics responding in poetry. If I were a poem, I'd be expressions of unity, standing up for liberty. Use metaphors deliberately. Somewhere in the prose, I'd be a great, I'd be great metaphorically. Cloaking fantasies in reality. If I were a poem, I'd perform. Musically, meter my speech to the beat of the frequency. The end. I love that. And the next one goes with it? The next one was the first one, is if I were a poem. There's a second one you incorporated the line in, right? Yeah, this is, the one I just did is when I put the metaphorically um, greatness uh, in the poem. Okay. How did I miss well, it? Got, I didn't got, hear it. Yeah. Do you know? Do you want to know why? Honestly, do you know why I probably didn't hear it? Why? Because while you were reading, I pulled up the message you sent me right before the show with the picture of you. <laughs> 
dressed up like dressed up like gangster with yeah dressed up like gangster granny and I looked down and I realized you had the heart that I sent you wrapped and you were wearing that necklace so I bet when I noticed that's when you had to have said that line (laughs) sorry I was distracted because I was looking at how beautiful you look It's like when you're re- I, when you're reading, I wanted to see your face, and then I just got all distracted. I suck. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I put the little. I did. My, I got to get somebody to do it professionally, though. But at least I'm wearing it. I, don't, I just wanted to wear it, so I'll take it to the professional for that and wrap it properly. But no, it, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Bumblebee Jasper. Okay, so the part so beautiful. Okay. The, Go ahead. the part you missed was I'd be an expression of unity standing for liberty. Use metaphors deliberately somewhere in the great prose. I'd be great metaphorically. That's the part where you, I think you missed. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Thank you okay. so much for uh, for helping me with my little shortcomings there. That's okay. I'm wearing my yellow thing, so i got to be great when I'm wearing my yellow uh, Jasper heart that somebody sent me with love and affection. Okay. Uh, no sense in causing now. Jealousy and stuff. Let me just keep hold that now. I'll hold on to it while I read my first poem that supposed the first poem I wrote about <clears throat> um first poem I wrote about um if I were a poem. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, here it is. If I were a poem, I'd be healing. I would say aloud <clears throat> what I am feeling. I try to be grammatically correct, not direct, never talk. On both sides of my neck, I present my pages with facts and truth. Sometimes I be as pious as the ways of Ruth. Never dull, always wise, preamble to make you aware of the meaning of inflammable. I never ramble or beat you over the head unless you try to erase or change me as to leave audience misled. Being a poem is not so bad like being seriously well appreciated for the words you had in your head or coin a phrase on paper, words written before spitting, applause for the cause. For words written until spoken, grand eloquent and eloquent tokens, serious lines or joking, yet still provoking, giving insight or wisdom from ancestral folklore or recite to forewarn so that what happened before won't happen again and will be reborn. Sharing ditties or missives from political scores, if I were just a poem, I'd sometimes be short and sweet. I may be long if your attention span is strong. My poem may be a song, allow you to sing along. A poem set to music is not wrong. I'd shed light on the character of right. If I were a poem, I'd be well-meaning. Better yet, 
I bet a poem I am, be it a classic or in a slam. So truly a poet, performing the poetry or the poems that I have become. So truly a poet, performing the poetry or the poems that I have become. So poof, I am a poem. Poetry. I still love the poof so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I were a poem, that would be like the hollow though. I'd be pooping my way around doing whatever I wanted. Well, you're definitely poetry, that's for sure. Yes, ma'am. I will be sending you something. I I fell and hit my head. The nurse that I had was really good, but she... She doesn't like me anymore, so she left me. And so now my doctor's giving me a new nurse. Um, so yeah. I think I need to call you. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call you tomorrow. There's more to this story. Uh, okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. And when you call tomorrow, I'll read you the, the letter that she wrote me when she left me. Do you want to tell everyone how to find your mama? They should know, if you don't know me by now. Big oh. <laughs> Aqua. Somebody hacked my page on Facebook, so if you see a white girl with green eyes named Vicky somebody else, that's my page, but it's not me. Her name is I Vicky just Killer. posted your picture on my page, and <laughs> I've got you... I've got you linked on it, so actually okay. you're using the Vicky Vicky Harrington account right now. Is when you're on. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I posted your beautiful picture on my page because you look so adorable. <laughs> Those are I used to own two boutiques. I, nobody probably knows about that, but I design clothes, I design jewelry, and I design poetry, and I collect rocks. And uh, Nyla knows I do all this different stuff, so she sent me a beautiful heart stone made of bumblebee jasper, something I've never seen before. So this is what I do for a hobby, and sometimes my hobbies take over my poetry because I love rocks and I love, um, you know, designing stuff. So, And then it's hard to do business these days because that crazy Timu people, they um, sell stuff so cheap you can't even get in business no more. And then the crazy stuff that's going on in the world is just, I just try to keep it simple and fun. So I'm not really a gangster grandma, but I do like to wear stuff that's <laughs> urban gearish type of things, you know. And I found all these labels that I didn't use on my clothing line. So that's what they are. So if anybody wants one, just let Nyla know. I'll send you one, you know. So you can uh, have something that I made. Okie dokie. All right, Mama. That's love you dearly. I'll talk to you tomorrow, tomorrow, okay? All right. Looking forward. All right. Good night, Mama. Night, night. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> you are. You How are. Rebel in the house. Yes, I am Rebel Jones. 
Don't come looking for me. Don't come looking for me. <laughs> and I'm going to tell everyone how to find him, writing it all on all the bathroom walls. So you're but if you are going to come find me, you can see me at TikTok at Rebel P. Jones. You're uh, having fun with that, aren't you? Here, I know I've been absent for the last three weeks, but I've had a crazy time. So uh, I'm back. So most Thursday nights, you can find me here with Nyla. My favorite place to be. My favorite place for you to be. Yeah. All right. Today, 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 I am going to teach you how to free your mind. There Uh, is a place. Say what? Not nothing. Go ahead. There is a place called the Silent Garden where thoughts go to wait. Wait for what, says you? Well, wait. Wait, you must in silence. You must wait. And you'll hear the whispers of the ancient speaking, ancient threats of faith that lie in wait for those who have come to extra distance to break away from the common chains that control us from day to day. Release those chains mangled with time's rush breaks the locks filled by thoughts and thrust onward loud and strong. Cast away the shadows for light as a must in the pursuit of truth. Placed on top of grief, placed on top of an uh, placed on top breezes of inner sights where notions of new ideas soar on the wings of light minds unwound in a boundless expanse, breathing the universe of each and every intrusive idea and thought. Seek not the anchors that tie the idea of conformity. That is a place where children learn the rules of life before learning how to make a choice. Let your thoughts go. Don't hang on to them too long, for thoughts are like birds meant not to stay in cages of doubt and presence of fear. Free your mind, and I do promise the path will clear. In this silent garden where you let your dog sleep, plant new ideas. Tend them deep and moisturize the soil. Harvest wisdom from the trial and errors that are bound to happen, and they do. To teach you right. When conscious starts to skip a bit and slow down time, it seems just for you to make an escape from the slavery of conformity as your sections of the inner rebel breaks up out of you, and it will feel so right. Silence brings profoundness in the whispers that take form of vocal thoughts that come with many layers of deeper truth beyond the firmaments of finite sight. Freedom's not found in the realms of the mind, but in the dance of thoughts uncontrolled and unconfined things. Wow. That was intense. Good. I did my job. You did. (laughs) You did. That's this is why you point. just can't be a gone. You can't be gone very long because you know I have to have my rebel fix. <laughs> um, I don't know. Been kind of lo- been kind of lonely without my Thursday night dates lately. Just saying. I know, me too. Uh, it makes me sad. <laughs> um, I have another one. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure if I've, I've uh, read it on your show before. 
You know, it doesn't matter because I'm old and I forget things, and there's lots of people who've never been here before that never heard. Right? Right? I went to the store yesterday to pick up some prescriptions from the pharmacy, and I swear to God, I am not lying to you. I was standing in line and had to look down real quick to remember if I put on pants or if I was still in my pajama bottoms. Oh, that happened. That, that happens to me. Thank God I had pants on, you know. <laughs> um, That's what happens yeah, when you found, get pulled in so I many different directions when you're morning, spinning too many plates. My glasses are so. <laughs> so, yeah, um, have you have you ever tried to put the milk away in the microwave? Not the microwave, but other areas. I have yes. Mm-hmm. I put it. Mm-hmm. I put it away. I flip flop the cereal and accidentally put the milk in the pantry and the cereal in the fridge. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. And it's because I, I think that that's more. It's not really getting old. Thing. It's a. It's a creative brain thing. You know, our brains never shut off. They're like they're like a merry-go-round. You know, and there's so many pretty horses to look at and so many things that your brain is just whirling all at one time. That that. You know, we're just, we're like absent-minded professors. That's what we are. God, you are so right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if I have read this on your show before, it's fairly new, so I might have not. But if I have, I apologize in advance <laughs> to the listeners that have to sit through this one more time. It's called False Prophet. The next time the rain comes, I will acknowledge the tears in the clouds. Mindfulness has been calling on me more and more lately. My Christian friends say, God, and that's what this means. I don't know, though. It seems strange that the universe would have a reason to acknowledge just little old me. I am not more significant than the next average human being. See, the things that I write and speak are just things that I feel and that I think, and I've come along with a lifetime of diagnosis now. That makes me question what I understand and believe, and what does this mean? Because at times my words have had struggling Christians second guessing their passed down ancestral faith and beliefs. What could this all mean? I mean, so much with calling sanity and delusion, which seems so real to me, I don't wish you to follow me. Don't follow my words unless your soul resonates because the things that my pen inks, I think that is the voice that speaks to the writings of me. But never don't believe in what I believe for I have no flock I'm worthy of. And my incredibly detailed dreams that look like future days are just that. Profound, detailed dreams worthy of painting and writing poetry about peace. And writing poetry, perfect way, perfect way to end that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely great, absolutely great read, honey. Thank you. Even even when you're gone, I know you've been not been here the last couple of weeks, but even when you're gone, you're still here. But absolutely, you know, I have to tell you, I love the Speakeasy Cafe. Oh, the Speakeasy Cafe loves you. It was a good day when you came into our community. I appreciate that. Thanks to Stormy. <laughs> right? 
Yes, he gave we me a are. list of numbers that did online radio shows and the Cadence Storm show and your show were the two. Yeah. Well, that makes me happy. It makes yeah. everybody happy. There's I love sharing you with the world. The way you host your show. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. You guys make it easy. Uh-huh. All right, sweetheart. You're going to tell everyone how they can come shower you with love? Uh, you can do so on TikTok at Rebel P. Jones, poetry by Rebel P. Jones. Um, you can find me occasionally wandering through the halls of Facebook. Um, not too often. That's it, Rebel Jones. Just playing Rebel Jones. Um, and you can find most of my content on YouTube at poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Mad Mad Productions. I'd love to see you all there. So check me out. And thank you for waking up today. Thank you for picking the phone today. Yes, ma'am. Love you, hon. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week, Rebel. Have a great night. Bye-bye. All right, let's go grab Jimmy. Mr. Jimmy Ruby Davis. Grab him. 702, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla, Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist in the house. How's everything going tonight? Absolutely wonderful. Welcome to the show, sweetheart. Well, thank you. I always feel welcome. Uh, now, I, last week, you know, I I did that. I read that very special piece uh, by Mr. Michael Todd, and that was uh, mm-hmm. really a true honor to read that um, for him and uh, just the spirit of what it embodied. Uh, and then along with that, I gave you the latest Wildwood. I know you're always interested in the Wildwood series. Yes, I do. However, with, um, with. with what? Oh, with the, yeah, Skinner. You remember that. You like that. Yep. It scares the, the hell thickens. out of me. <laughs> the plot thickens. Now, as you know, I have two other um, sagas, uh, multi-poem uh, stories uh, that I'm working on, and I brought you the latest chapter in each of those for tonight. And um, okay. that will be Sideshow Tales with the beloved Sideshow Sheila and a new Avatar poem. And I know those are, I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think those are among your favorites. I'm not sure. Wildwood's my absolute favorite. You have so many well, now that are just like ongoing saga and stories that I don't know if I could pick a favorite anymore. Well, it's, only the three. Favorite, uh, I, it's only the three. I did have plans to develop uh, Skinner into a full-length story, but it, it just didn't have the meat to it. And instead, I thought it would be more fun to bring Skinner back as a recurring uh, cameo character for all the series. So he may pop up in the other ones as well. <laughs> However, um, Sideshow Tales, last, the last chapter, the last two chapters, centered on uh, a new new character, Wolfman Jim. And um, there are, of course, a bevy of characters in that series uh, that obviously centers around Sideshow Sheila. And the important thing to note, too, is that all three of these stories originally started back um, in the MySpace days before I ever had a concept of developing them into further stories. So that's kind of cool, too. So, if you uh, 
remember the Wolfman Jim. I know you played the one track. Um, Wolfman Jim had a run in with a fellow um, who was uh, trying to make advances towards Sheila, and Wolfman Jim wasn't going to let that happen. Wolfman Jim, of course, is a real live werewolf, but he's a good guy. He doesn't like seeing people kicked around and and talked down to or mistreated. Um, So that person that he had the run-in with is the centerpiece for this next poem in the Sideshow Tales saga, and it is called Bet Noir. <clears throat> the honorary old weathered coot watches the freaks with disdain, ready to inflict his iron will and a healthy dose of pain. Hates the human oddities, considers them lower than dirt, but he has a show to run, whether or not they get hurt. Gathering them all together, part plan and utter whim, happy to see no sign of Sheila and Wolfman Jim. Looking out at the pathetic lot of deformities and geeks, clearing his throat, he glares before beginning to speak. Now you listen here, you crazy fucks. I'm the only boss you need to know. My name is Bet Edgar Noir, and I'm running this here show. Devlin put me in charge of you, full privilege and full blast. If you don't like it, take a hike, but don't let the door hit you in the ass. You might think you are performers, but you're just butt-ugly things. People come to gawk at you for the price of money and rings. Keep that clown freak baby quiet. I shouldn't hear it ever. For if I detect a single peep, I throw it in the river. Now get on with your chores. Before the show under the stars, you'll do everything I say. My name is Bet Noir. In peace. Oh, what a dickhead. Yeah. I think that's the first time I've ever used those words after a poem. <laughs> well, if you're going to use those words, I'm the guy because I do have some doozies. <laughs> um, uh, um, but, yeah. Now, the video... For that poem, actually was released today. Uh, if you do get the chance, I, I might just send it to you. But um, there is a, an Easter egg at the very end after the credits. Uh, but I don't want to mention it here because I don't want to blow the surprise. And um, it'll have you chomping at the bit for a, a future chapter. That said, we have a lot on back in the Abattoir series, of course, uh, Lorelai is trying to, you know, um, get revenge for the death of her sister, Lenore. And Old Bill, the enigmatic Old Bill, always at the center of it, you know. And uh, the last poem in the series was called Lynn. I don't know what it is with L names. I think I just ran with it. Uh, which introduced a new character. This poem brings back a character that was mentioned very briefly uh, in an earlier Abattoir poem. And this one is called Lisa. Oh, my dear sister, please forgive me. I will live with your death as the sun still shines and the moon takes a breath. Lisa, Oh, dear Lisa, you are such a sweet girl. 
My flames of destruction took you from this world. I cannot sleep, and I weep for the loss of your heart. I am falling apart. Seems everyone close to me is eventually consumed by darkness. I cannot repent for lives bent by my faded path. Flowers still grow. Children still laugh. But you are silent. A reminder of my wickedness. Was I truly to blame? Torments I received from father. A recurring abusive game. I only wanted to end the terror he created. I was seven when I made the deal, willing to offer my very soul. Yet instead, I destroyed all that was dear to me. I merely wanted to even the slate, put everything on the level. Only darkness can come about when dealing with the devil. I love you dearly, sir. I will hold you in my heart, for I know soon I will die, my world torn apart. Before my bitter end, I shall make things right for Lorelei, for Lenore, for the fire of that fateful night. Forgive me, if possible, for a scared child's dangerous choice. Hear my voice as the rain hammers my heart. I will do what is right. I love you, dear Lisa. Good night. In peace. Hey, this, that's got me all kind of like what the heck's going on. You just have to, if you are not familiar, if you're new to the show or you're not familiar with Jimmy's going saga poems, you really have to understand twists and turns these these new chapters these new poems are bringing to I mean you know it's kind of you know the way I feel about this Jimmy it's kind of like when Lord of the Rings came out and I went Mm. and saw the first one and then it just ended so abruptly and like right in the middle of a sentence and I was pissed it was like you know what the hell what if I get hit by the bus tomorrow and I don't get to see the next one and they took so long getting the next one out and then the next one it was like I'm sitting here and I'm you're reading these and it's like you know what in the heck if I get hit by a bus tomorrow I'm never going to know what happens <laughs> it's that same kind of anxiety so you're right you're right up there with Lord of the Rings dude <laughs> well I honestly at the pace I'm moving I'll, it'll probably take me longer than those films um, but you know, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting process because uh, you know we started off several of these uh, well in the Abattoir series I wrote a few and Sideshow Sheila as well uh, back in the MySpace days and I didn't have a plan on on making a full fledged story but it was fun to kind of write some sequels and some kind of some new character development back then. Uh, when I made the decision a couple of years back to develop these and to continue them, it was really fun for me because it was taking characters that I that I was familiar with. And if we ever do the character uh, workshop, I will you know part of what I will explain is uh, for me anyway. Uh, I guess to get inside the characters, I have to literally get to know them like they're real, and this way I can portray them as being more real, more three dimensional. Um, 
And so it's an interesting process, though, because I'm trying to put them out as I can, but one comes out this month, and it might be another month or two to the next one or whatever. Uh, but they will eventually be compiled. Um, the idea is a book for each saga. Of course, I have to get the first book out first. Uh, but um, the backstory on this particular poem is that Lisa was, obviously, that was old Bill narrating, and Lisa was his sister who was one of the family members who died in the fire that he started at his family home uh, when he was a when he was a child, and uh, and that was detailed in the poem uh, Christmas Eve, Temple Hall in 1951. So um, yeah, it's fun to go back, and if anybody's interested, they're there. They're scattered a bit, but they're there. But they will be eventually compiled, uh, and I'm trying to pick up the pace on these things. I do believe Wildwood will finish first. So, um, and which is good news for you. Well, for everyone to finish, but yes, please. Well, <laughs> I have to know. I, have I Wildwood, must know. Wildwood and Abattoir, I have I've actually worked the Indian side in my head. So I, I know how those are going to end. I don't know yet on Sideshow Tales. That will probably finish last. It's a little bit more of a meandering tale. Uh, anyway, hence the title Sideshow Tales, but Abattoir, I do promise a huge twist. It's all a giveaway. But Nyla, listen, thank you so much. I've taken up too much time already. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram. Key in the name Word Machinist. Bam, there I am. And on Facebook, my poetry page is called Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Nyla, thank you so much. As always, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure having you, Jimmy. Great job tonight. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Thanks, Nyla. You have a good night. You too. All right. So let's go ahead. We need to grab um, – I'm going to bring on 850. He was actually our very first caller tonight, and his line dropped, and he was able to get back on. Again, you guys, if you're having issues with the lines getting into the show tonight – uh, if you're getting that fast, busy signal, if your call is dropping, please keep trying, and it'll let you in. I do want to let area code uh, 5112. I see you on there, but your hand's not up, honey. It was, but it's not now. Press 1 if you so that it's okay for me to unmute you. And the same thing for 734 and 609. 734 and 609. You guys are not in the lineup. If you want to come on, please press 1. If you change your mind, if you're just listening and hanging out, awesome to have you here. If you change your mind anytime, press 1. That's 512. I need you to press 1, honey, so I can bring you on. Then we have 734 and 609. You guys also need to press 1 if you'd like me to bring you on the show tonight. All right, let's go ahead and jump up here, and we'll grab our next caller, which comes from area code 718. 718, you're on the air. Good evening, everyone. My name is Nkosi Kane. I am from Brooklyn, New York. I am a first-timer to the show. I'm excited about the work that I've heard, the creative expressions. And I'm going to recite two pieces and just move out the way. Uh, the first. Piece... Wait a minute. Wait. 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 Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no. I'm moving hell too no. fast. Oh, I'm hell sorry. No. <laughs> said, oh hell no. We love virgins. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I was going to say I was a virgin, but I was like, no, nah, I don't know if that's apropos for here. <laughs> no, it's uh, we love virgins. So before you get started. 
we need to know a little bit about you, like um, who you are, how you started writing, whatever you want to share about who you are. Awesome. So uh, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm a spoken word artist, community activist, um, and an advocate uh, for systems change here in New York and around the country, mostly on behalf of formerly incarcerated people and people who are in need. Uh, I started writing uh, years and years ago as a way to, I guess, democratize information that wasn't going to certain um, areas in my community. So poetry became a microphone for me, but it also became a way for me to build community and to collaborate with people around the country. That is awesome. I love socially conscious writing. Being a voice for people that don't have a voice. You know, I always say that, you know, it's up to us to write our home, our own history. It's up to us to write our own truth. Because if we leave that to the people who in the past have written our history, then it's being written by people who have something to gain or hide or profit. And it's telling. You know, the truth the truth comes from the from the you know, the average man. And that's why poetry and the things that we say, the things that we do, this stuff lasts forever. You know, we've been on the air seventeen years. We've got 17 mm-hmm. years' worth of people reading poems and stuff that someone can come back and listen to. And when we're all long gone, this stuff's still going to be there somewhere. You know, uh, so... Yeah, that is so cool. People are going to be hearing it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you. proud of you for having that voice for people who need it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my dear. You're very welcome. Now I'm excited to hear some of it. All right, awesome. So, so, so the first piece I'm doing is you uh, read out some themes earlier, and one of them was in the dan- in the dance of days, and I, I that it resonated with me, so I immediately picked up my pen and started writing. So my first poem is just um, a ref- uh, I guess in response to that theme that you um, articulated at the front end of the show. You have so, so many cool the, points right now because you did homework. I am so excited. You get like five gold stars just for doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so once again, this poem is entitled In the Dance of Days. In the dance of days, I two-step with the best of the Renaissance. I dance a true tune to Langston Hughes' Poor Boy Blues. My dance days created a dance crave. Now words electric slide from my palate. I feel a tango in my torso. These rhythms beat against my backbone like bongos. Mother tongues gyrate in my waist. I feel a revolutionary dance invoking Geronimo. Meet me at the top of the mountain. Tell me the song sung by Dr. King. Tell me why the cage bird sings. Why my acoustics get stuck in the solitude of oppression. Jim Bays have ciphered the love out of my language. I need to get back to the days of dance when the music had meaning, when there were no platforms for streaming. Just soul gold flows. Cornrows braids cornrow braids with black hands carving hieroglyphs in my hair like the North Star. I'll never be lost. Never be silent about the loud sounds of babies crying with graveyards in their laughter. In the days of dance, music puts us in a holy trance. There's a black anthem brewing in my belly. Lifting every voice and sing until there's no conflict in my construct. I can't trust this rhythm, this diction, this sound. I'm going retro like a throwback, yearning for a chance to get back. 
in the days of dance. That's the first poem. And you just wrote that? Yeah, yes. Wow. That was incredible. What, a, what, what an amazing piece for your debut on the show. I love, I mean, oh. there, there were lines in there that were just genius and, and brought, I, get, I really like things, I like surprising imagery when people can say something in a way that's not typical, not basic. You know, and when you said, I'm, I'm, forgive me if I get this wrong, you said Black Anthem boiling or brewing in your belly. Yeah. You know, that's one, that was one of those lines because when you said that, you know, all of a sudden I was, I was imagining a steel. I was imagining the, the, the copper. I was imagining the heat under it. I was, you know, all of that. And it's boiling and it's got those tubes and stuff that come up through your body and attach to your mouth. And so just with that one line, you were able to convey the intensity oh, that's of what good. you're talking about and, and made, it, made it tangibly emotional, which is just phenomenal. I should have had you as my poetry teacher. You are such an awesome critic. Why, thank you, sir. Really, yes. Okay, I, so, I'm impressed for you just writing that. I think that, that some of the the I'm I'm impressed. Good job. Thank you, thank you. So my last piece, so I can make room for the other poets, because I'm really interested in hearing the rest of the creative uh, material that's on this program, and I'll definitely uh, be a regular after this. Uh, so my last poem, I don't know, I, I don't even have a name for it, but it's one of my favorite poems. This is one of the, the, the poems that I have to do at every show I go to, so I hope you all enjoy it. She's like water for chocolate. Her lips flavor cafe con leche. Her hips sways with the sounds of Havana. I think I can sense Cuba in her. Common sense since that she needed something different but with a swagger, like Victor Manuel, Tito Puente, got my soul dancing merengue. Most days, he's sweet like Cuban entrees. Arroz blancos con abutuelas negras got me speaking Spanish dialects, ancient mother tongues. Her tongue soothes me like saturn. Blessed with clairvoyant talent, she peeped my game. Now, I want to be like Mike. Hang my jersey in a rafter. Put my game in the Hall of Fame. Show ESPN clips of how I scored my points. In fact, take this point. She and I, we're a team now. She called me into existence during late-night meditation. I came with the sun. She calls me Ra. She's antiquity in the present, my Harlem Renaissance, a Langston Hughes, poor boy blues. She's a blessing, Clawson and Zinga's warrior cry. She's a Pilates. Buns of steel and three boot camps at night? He works me out, and that feels so natural, like like flaxseed, ginger root, horsetail, smells like love spell. Call the witch doctor, I'm cursed. Sage around my body during the night, my night nurse. Her thighs, her thighs are therapeutic. Her eyes are like rainbows illuminate me. Her smile's a symphony of love songs sings to me. Maxwell's pretty wings and all, music so beautiful and all. He claps my face with both hands. I kiss both of them. Told if two men ever loved her this much, then I'm both of them. Mi amor, de mi vida, 
This poetry is sacred, like her life and her spirit. Yo te quiero, mi amor. And that's the poem. Thank you for having wow. me. Wow. <laughs> You're very welcome. That was incredible as well. So I have a couple of quick questions for you, if I may. Sure. First of all, Mama Odeji, Vicky Aqua, she's still on the line listening. I know that you made Kudo Brownie with her for having Langston Hughes in there. That's her favorite poet. And the other thing I need to say, well, the question I need to ask you, what is your mother's name? My mother's name is Alma. A-L-M-A. Alma, Alma is a Spanish word for soul. All right. And what is your favorite thing to eat? My favorite thing to eat is uh, chicken, and I love yams, but definitely fried chicken. Okay, and uh, your favorite thing to drink? My favorite drink to drink is two, well, it's, it's, it's a duo. It's Sweet Bitch Wine Merlot and Kalito's Merlot. Yum. Okay, well, so now that I've wined and dined you, and I know your mother's name, you're no longer a stranger, you're no longer a virgin here, you're now part of our family. <laughs> so... <laughs> I want to welcome you to the show, welcome you to the family. I cannot wait to get to know you and your work better. I hope that you come back but between I now and then. Go ahead. I sure will, and I look forward to uh, coming on again, and I'm staying on because I'm really interested in hearing the other artists. So once again, thank you for having me, uh, and thank you for allowing me the opportunity to present. Well, you tell everyone again how to find you, and then spell it out because I tried to write it down when you first said it, but I didn't get it. Yes, so my first name is Nkosi, N-K-O-S-I. My last name is Kane, C-A-I-N. I can be found everywhere. I mean, just if, if you Google me, I'm quite sure a, a lot of information will populate. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you being here. Fantastic reads. Absolutely fantastic girling on you. Not with this next time. And we will talk to you. Okay, bye-bye. I'm here, though. I'm just going to mute you. All right, we're going to go ahead and grab Rich because he was able to get back on. I was supposed to take him a minute ago. Where did he go? No. Where are you, Rich? Darn it. All right, so, Rich, if you call back in, I saw you on there. Now I don't see you on there. We'll we'll grab you. I'll be watching. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. It's so crazy when the boards get messed up like this. So I have two callers who are calling in on Skype or a block line or um, through an Internet provider or something like that. So... And they're back-to-back, so just listen really carefully. And when I say that you're unmuted, listen, their little voice will tell you I'm muted. When I say unmuted, I want everybody to say your name, and I'll tell you who I have. All right? So you you are unmuted. Hello, caller. Hello, caller on my line. I'm going to sing to you. I heard a hello. Hello. I gotcha. Hello. Yep. 
and can call back in. I will grab you and bring you on. Our other Skype caller, are you with me? Yes. Hi, sweetheart. Hello? Oh, you were just on the other line, weren't you? Didn't I just... I got you. I got you. You're here. Hello. Yes. Yes. Sorry, one was on the the, um, computer, one was on the uh, other device. Is this Jade? Yes, this is Jade Miss. Sorry. Proper introduction. (laughs) Hello, Jade Miss. Hi, sweetheart. It's been a while. I'm so glad to hear from you. Likewise, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you, sweetheart. Happy New Year to you as well. So what do you have for us tonight? I have been climbing the Mount Everest of haikus. For some reason, this is awfully difficult for me. It's akin to mountain climbing barefoot. But without further ado, um, I have two. One is my attendant, the traditional 575 Japanese haiku. And the other one is more of the Western haiku, which gives you a little bit more deviation. So without further ado, because I know you have a lot of people who are trying to get back into the queue, I'll, I'll get started. The first one is called Another Sorry. I missed last year. Why? Apologies given now must be done again. And boom. Haikus are nice. They're really That's short and sweet I, and I to really, the point. Yeah, I love haikus. I actually love them so much and I'm so happy that there's we have a poet who embraces them like I do. It's fun. And to be able to have such an impact or oh. such a bullet, you know, with so few words is incredible. Thank you. And here's the other one, again, shortened to the point. This is titled Nothing But Love. This is the Western style of haiku. Again, this is going to be a deviation for you purists out there, so apologies to the purist. Should I kill you to show you how furious I am? Should I love you to show you how evil I am? Perhaps hold you on a stone-cold night to chill you to your marrow and poem. Should I love you to show you how evil I am? That's probably one of the best lines I've heard in a while. I don't know why I gravitate <laughs> to that. Maybe there's something wrong with me. <laughs> oh, uh, no, you know what it reminds me of? Just the darkness coming into the light. Mm-hmm. Your friend one does time remind you of? me to be my muse. I can't be amused. Those stories, a muse story never ends well. You know, it's, it's, they're not nice. You know, they're portraits, devious creatures. So when you said that line, it made me think about that poem that I wrote about being, being amused. Mm. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. The muse has in history. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, my platform here is... The Speakeasy Cat Faye, the one and only. They have exclusive rights to me. Uh, this is Jade Mist, and in closing, do cast bread upon poetic waters, please. There you are. Um, so on to your next caller, and Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you. 
Happy New Year. That was amazing, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's see if we've got... No, we don't have Rich back yet. All right. We have area code uh, 346 followed by 937. 346, you're on the air. You always do that to me. You never give me a heads up. Good evening, Nyla. <laughs> Hello, Miss Emmy. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. I remembered to pull my headphones away. But, but I didn't get loud. I did So I know. Um, so okay. Um, the the new guy last name came. What was his first name? It's spelled, and I'm hoping I get this right. N K O S I. N K O S what? O S I. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait a minute. Hang on, hang on, Emmy. Hey, darling, we unmuted you again. Do you want to spell your first name for us? Mr. Kane. Yes, my dear. <laughs> Do you yes, want to like first to name for us again? Oh, my so the spelling I'm sorry about that. The spelling of my first name is N as in Nancy, K as in King, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam, and I as in Impossible, in Kosi. And once again the last name is Kane as in Cain and Abel. Got it. Look for Amelia. She'll be sending a friend request. Okay, now that we've got this hookup done. Okay, go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Kane. (laughs) You got to be ready. You never know when I'm going to bring you back on. Yeah, and sort of, you know, since he did kind of consciousness, I thought, it, and it came up in my memories today, too. So I'm going to do um, one that's a little bit old, but I think it's still, uh, you know, it did become a signature piece uh, from under my consciousness pieces. But anyway, here it goes. It's called Love Not Blood. The blood runs daily in our urban ghettos. Tears running like the rivers now from the mother's heart. Forgotten are the struggles of the 60s. The children of this nation dying way too young. The rights that Malcolm Martin John died for are just an illusion. The urban is now the war zone. Pants sagging. Don't they understand they're disrespecting themselves? They don't understand where sagging came from and what it means. Black on black has become the normal. Shaking my head, so very heartbreaking. Mothers raising babies on their own, far too common a situation. Their men, dead, incarcerated, or even worse, just don't give a damn. 
Drugs are the new poison, filling brains, veins into the mainstream of the deadly intoxication. My heart sheds tears of agony over how the men now treat their women with disrespect and with violence. Punching, slapping, kicking seems to be all too acceptable today with domestic abuse on the rise. Black men killing each other over a piece of the white man's sidewalk barriers. Again, a topic for concern. Shot while black. How much have we lost over these past 40 years? The words for a higher education are being left in the streets for paper worth more than gold, yet ends in death. Seems like if the great freedom fighters of the past were to come to our world of today, they would truly cry at what they would behold. Where once children gave their life to attend school, they now drop out on their own accord, chasing fool's gold. Where they wore suits to show their credibility, they sag. A tradition started in the prison system to let other men know you were available. They marched to keep families and communities united. Now they happily walk away from their own children. Young girls being taught that the only way to advance in life is between your legs. What an abomination. When truth is, a higher educated mind is all you'll truly need to achieve. My God, people, please, please, Wake up out of your slumber. Stand up. Step up. Do what's right. Love yourselves. Love all people, all mankind on this earth. Love your fellow man, woman. I was a young child when the civil rights era took place. I have fought for those rights all my life. I have believed in their dreams, incorporating their dreams into my reality. My son is an example of that, a love of a black person and of a white person coming together to make one unique individual. Yes, I suffered for it, as has my son, but it has made us stronger individuals. Stop the hate. Stop the blood running rivers in our alleyways. Love. 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 Always love. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Beautiful, Miss Emmy. Fantastic job on that, hun. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. You're going to read two tonight, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I thought I'd bring you some some romance. I'm just trying to find um, something that um, isn't too long. Uh, yeah, give him a, a taste of the the romance. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm. It's. Uh, what? You're what, okay. What did you What did you call it? Technical difficulties previously. <laughs> Gremlin attack. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, you know, um, 
this is uh this is a short one so it's called once upon a winter sky love in the air star up in the sky in the doorway of a future eyes sparkling you must have placed a spell on me heart pounding to the beat of the box step up grab my hand swirl me around dip me back slowly tapping across the stars upon the universal light sparkling stardust thrown in celebration of a united heart kingdom igniting castle headquarters of royalty king queen flow upon a glorious new era of prosperity and romance love nest of a romantic royalty touches elegant and electric knee before the altar as the vows are exchanged his kiss is so passionate it bends her backwards the crowd cheers as the ceremony has concluded cascading into the waiting limousine a new Love's beautiful cosmic journey has begun, and on this winter's night, sashaying into a new dimension of blood-pumping love that courses through the universal light. Electric light of purple hues flashing, throbbing, burning throughout the night. Decades of a tick-tock clock spinning, bouncing bongo beats rock. Rising as a new world is ushered in, two, becoming one, black, white, chocolate, peach, king, queen, forever and always. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Queen and Peace. And that one was the new piece. So you, you got one old, one new. That works for me. Absolutely worked for me. Great job on both of them, hey. Thank you. Uh, Happy New Year once again. And um, everybody's been phenomenal. And so I know you got a lineup still behind me, so let me get off this mic. Uh, But before I do, you can find me under Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A, T. D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen. You can find me on all social media sites. I have my own like page. I also have my own poetry group. It's called Poets for the Power of the People, and you can find me here just about every Thursday night with Nyla. Hugs and blessings, Nyla. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight. We'll talk to you next week, Miss Emmy. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Okay. Our next callers, I'm still watching to see if Rich gets back on. We may just try to give him a call from the studio because his call keeps dropping. I'd love to hear from him tonight. I always... It's upsetting when you see someone trying to get in and they can't. So our next two callers, we have 937 followed by 512. 
Sorry. Let's go ahead and grab 937. You're on the air. Hello, love. Hey, honey. How are you? Good. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Fabulous. Sorry, it's been a hot minute. (laughs) Life's been kicking my butt lately. You know, (sighs) it's, it's all good. I always figure, you know, every day you wake up, even if it's your worst day, it's still your best day. Right. Um, uh, exactly. There, there could be worse things going on, so a little bit of chaos <laughs> keeps me on my toes. So. That's true. <clears throat> Introduce yourself, love. I am Lola Lauren. Um, I uh, write a little bit of everything. It just depends on my mood in the day. And how twisted my brain decides to be. I've been writing some weird stuff lately. I, I've been, I must be channeling Jimmy because I've been writing some, like, little short scenes and stuff. And there was one that came out of my head last week that I'm like, damn, I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but shit. So, yeah. It's been, it's been a good time. <laughs> so I tagged Jimmy in it on Facebook. You know, it it, had, like, to be, it had to be in there somewhere in order for it to come out. That's what's scary. That's right? why input is so important. <laughs> I mean, you have to have all the input. You have to read. You have to go out and experience life so you have things to write about. So somewhere, Absolutely. the seed for that was somewhere. You know, now I, I want to hear I'm it. One of the, I'll, I, it's on Facebook. I, I can read it for you, but it's, it's twist. It, I, don't, I don't know if it might be. It may not be safe for the show. I'll, I'll tag you in it on Facebook and you can okay, read it. Okay, that works. Um, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so, no, it's it's been, you know, it's been good. And, like, I'm a type, like, I get – inspired by like a word or like I'll just see a random thing and then like but it's always when I'm driving I don't know what that's about like when I can't actually write anything down like I come up with lots of great stuff so I don't know what it is about driving so but yeah I try to read as much as I can post it on there or not but it's it's a picture of me driving to work in the rain on the freeway with a note holding a notebook pressed to the steering wheel with my hand and I'm holding the camera under my chin so I can take the picture on a t- with a timer and I'm writing because I write all the time when I'm driving because if I don't write something down when I think about it, World it's thing. gone. And I, and I can Same. never go back and find it again. And I know it was the most profound thing that I ever wrote and it's gone forever and it pisses me off. So I mm-hmm. can write while I'm driving as long as I know where my hand is on the paper. I don't have to look, but I can sit there and I can hold the notebook on the steering wheel, and as long as I put my pen at the top and I know where my pen is, I can write while I'm driving. I don't I've, suggest I've doing that, that but times. it is possible. Okay. I have, I've done it many so times. So I've, I've written on my arm or my hand, you know, like <laughs> what, whatever's handy. So, yeah, so I've, I've, I've done that a lot. So... Oh, I mean, we do not do not try this at home. We are professionals. We do not condone okay, that. No. Yes. <laughs> we don't condone that kind of dangerous behavior. No, not at all. Okay. I got a couple. And, and you know, my, like I said, compared to everybody else's brilliance, mine are just short. So, yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> this one's from my book, um, Alchemy in the Dark. My love will survive the taste of death. When all withers into aged parchment promises, vows once impassioned, vibrating vocal cords now mere memories on the whispered winds. 
yet we will not fade. We will not succumb to nothingness or linger along photographic edges like we only existed in faded stories. No, you will never be gone from me. My soul is stained, marked, branded in your existence, and should they read my bones like tea leaves, they will find you embedded in the dust of my blood. You don't have to use a lot of words when you bring impact like that. Yeah, I'm really good at short stuff, like long stuff, like even with stories. Like I, I need somebody, like I'll write some scenes and I think somebody to come in and do the middle part. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do, I, my ADHD kicks in and then it just turns into a hot mess. So I'm like, I'm like I'll just do the little the fun little scene parts and I just need a partner to come in and, and link everything together. Then it would be fine. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Like even my What's even my stories are gonna read gut punch. Um, I will read. <laughs> Always have to read a spicy one, so I'll read this one. <clears throat> Ride, bow and bend to delicious destructive touch, craving torture desire until crazed, too late, as I'm already within. My name carved across the bones of your soul, and I. Buried beneath lusting hunger, for the carnivorous kisses to feed upon, precipice of heated delirium looming, in and out off kilter pleasure commanding, limits stretched to breaking with the intention of keeping you starving for the taste of ecstasy. In peace. That was beautiful. You know, I I've been reading some of your work since you first came to the show, and. You know, you're like the perfect example of what erotica is. You know, I would say that you can't read adult porn poems in here because we have mature rating, not an adult rating. You know, but mm-hmm. there's not the erotica to me. Erotica to me is that cover your ears, children. If you have children, erotica to me is the mind factors. It's when you get inside Absolutely. someone's head. You know, it's, it's not the actual physical act itself, which turns into the porn poems, but it's that place where you teeter inside the brain, you know, it's mm-hmm. the desire, it's the seduction, it's the, you know, and if you can take someone there with your words and just hold them there, you know, mm-hmm. that's a really, really cool thing to uh, be able to do. And you, you are really good at that, at writing erotica, well, I, what I consider you. erotica. Thank you. Thank you. you. I, I agree. Like I, um, like people tend to get like erotica confused with, you know, the other categories, like, you know, cause there's smut, there's, you know, romance, there, there's all these other things. And I think erotica gets overlooked a lot. Exactly. Like people, but you want to know a secret? It. Erotica is the only genre of poetry where you can actually make a living writing it. Did you know that? Well, I must be barking up the wrong tree because... <laughs> Most erotica places pay well for the pieces that they publish. You know, even, um, you know, even, uh, God, now I just drew a blank on the name, our poet laureate. Uh, I can't even think of his name now. I told you I was getting old. But, you know, he, he's been like poet laureate to the world. And he doesn't even make a living. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's you know poetry. I think is you know n- you know not knocking st- you know story writers, but I think you know poetry is one of the most like 
underrated art forms in the world. And, you know, I think a lot of it right now is people don't have the, I don't know, like, I feel like the short stuff is more popular because people, they don't want to think. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that, mm-hmm. but like, that's just, you know what I mean? Like, no, where they just, want you just to tell them the things and they want to move on. You know, it's the phenomenon of the microwave generation, you know, when we were little yeah. kids and we would, you know, we were out playing and we could smell the fried chicken and we'd run in to see if, if dinner mm-hmm. was ready and mama would say no and shoo us and we'd have to run out the back door and hear it slam and go play and, you know, our little tummies would be pinching and, you know, that, that whole, the whole ritual is just yeah. gone. You know, now we get mad when we stand in front of the microwave and it takes more than 45 seconds. You know, we stand there impatiently Absolutely. because it takes 45 seconds to heat up our coffee. You know, mm-hmm. and it's really funny because I'm a, I'm a stickler for books. You know, someday something's going to happen to the Internet and it's not going to be here for me anymore. And I want something tangible. So I only submit my work to journals that publish on paper as well. I don't do just online publications when Absolutely. I submit my poetry and stuff. But it's, it's that's why I, I wanted what I to do a, a, like when I did my <laughs> book, like that's why I, I wanted to make sure that I had a physical book because I hate reading ebooks. Oh, like if it's like yeah, an well, informational thing, see, that's fine, but like a like a book book like a you know, like a fiction book or poetry, like I need it like in my hand. I need it something tangible. Exactly. But but the younger generations, you know, the kids in high school, the kids just graduating out of high school, and all, it's just really an instant gratification thing. You know, I think that oh, that is yes. one of the reasons that TikTok is so killers. They don't have, they can just click a button and it's right there in front of their face entertaining them, mm-hmm. you know, instead of having to pick up a book and actually, you know, I think it's just too slow for their brains now. You know, we've conditioned our, our children to just, I don't know, just, that need to I think be a lot of, visually like, entertained. Oh, well, absolutely. I feel like the more and more people are becoming more of like a concrete thinker. So that like abstract, like art brain is few and far between. But even poetry, you know, like, you know the, the people yeah. who do poetry on TikTok, you know, it's still the same thing as somebody would read on a page, but the, doing spoken word, doing your TikTok videos and stuff brings an element of entertainment to it. You know, yep. where if someone just reads something off of a page, they have to use their brain to add the inflection, mm-hmm. add the emotion, to understand it. But when you hear somebody read something, their voice is doing that for you. You know, and it's instant. Absolutely. They don't yep. have to open a page. You don't have to sit there. They can do it while they're walking down the street or while they're, you know, waiting in line or whatever, whatever it is that, you know, there's just that, that whole element to to have that, that something entertaining. And I think that's one of the reasons that TikTok does so crazy. It's such a great venue for poets. I agree. And I, and I feel like even a lot of the, you know, people that write now, like they don't, you know, quote unquote poetry is changing quite a bit. And I feel like there's a lot more telling than there is showing. So people aren't having to use their imaginations to, try and figure out the meaning like they used to be able to. Yeah. And that's why, like, when I write things, like, I love hearing what other people get from it because I, I tend to write in a very abstract way that, because I want people to, you know, whatever's in your soul that needs to come out, then that's what I want you to take away from it. 
Exactly. So. And that's all we can do as artists. You know, they're able mm-hmm. to do that. You did fantastic tonight, Lola. Lola, Lola. I love, love, love saying your name. Lola, Lola. <laughs> Oh, I love I love I, reading. I have, I'm glad I can pop in today. I have such huh? a girl crush on your name. <laughs> That's so cute. That's funny. <laughs> Tell everyone how to you, hon. Um, I, excuse me. Um, I am on Facebook. Um, my main page is Stirring the Soul. Um, my backup page is Soul Collisions by Lowell Lawrence. Um, I am also on Instagram and TikTok. Um, under Lowell Lawrence 0507. Oh, and I'm on Threads now too because you know I don't know why. But uh, and I will be starting. I don't even in... know what that is. What is Threads? Oh, well, don't tell me we've talked I... too much already. <laughs> it's I'll, through Instagram. I'll Google it. But anyway, so yeah, um, yeah, okay. So, so yeah, and I'm all over. over. Go over, visit her, show her some love, send her friends' requests, and when you see her picture, she looks mm-hmm. exactly like her name sounds. Yep. Okay. I try. We'll talk to you next week, Lola. All right. Bye, hon. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 512. We're excited to have them back. 512, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey, how, how are you? How are you doing? Wonderful. I'm doing good. And I'm you? doing good. I am really enjoying tonight. It's incredible. And uh, I I feel very small. <laughs> uh, I I I'd rather be first and have all that great stuff follow me rather than all that great stuff before me, and then I have to follow. Oh, woman, hush! You have no problem holding your own in any any venue. You are awesome. I'm really glad you're here tonight. Introduce well, yourself you. to everyone. Uh, I am LJ Gorecki, and I come from mid-Texas, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> what do you think for us tonight? Um, I have two that, that aren't very long. Um, believe it or not, I don't have haikus tonight, um, but uh, this one I wrote this week, and so I thought, Maybe I'd give it a shot. Um, It's called The Secret Woods. She ran back into the thick, dense woods once more to lose herself inside the darkening shade the trees provided. It was much too bright standing directly below the cloudless blue afternoon sky where the secrets held inside her tight-lipped mouth about her screaming thoughts might reveal themselves and expose her unexpressed childish emotions. Trudging through the floor of noisy leaves kept her from listening to the thoughts of others and questioning the perfect point of view of herself that she clutched so tightly ever since she emerged from the woods as a babe years ago. People out there wanted to know her to understand her, to connect with her. But she knew if she spoke, uncontrollable turmoil would come whipping out and those in her company would exclaim they got wounded. She couldn't deal with such nonsense. 
So running away back into the woods for days, months, or years provided the protection she needed from being aware of how her secrets, both good and bad, affected others. End piece. Wow. That was a better ending to that piece. Really strong. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Very well. Um, so glad that you called back and I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I am too. I really am. And I have to tell you, you have such an incredibly comforting voice um, on online. Um, I just, it's so soothing and I just really love listening to it. I, I'm laughing because uh, when I first started the show, there was a poet that used to call in that swore I was like a 70-year-old nun. <laughs> Seriously, seriously, thought I was a seventy-year-old Emmy. I'm uh, Miss Emmy. She she called me and she she said uh, she thought I was a nun too. Like what? What? <laughs> Too funny. Um, what? Okay, are you my, share, sweetheart. My second one um, is a lot more lighthearted. It's called Not Today. It is 11.30 a.m. as I sit down sideways on my chosen plastic poolside chaise. I slather oodles and gobs of Hawaiian tropic tanning oil all over my pale, dry skin. When I finish, I slide my body around into a comfortable, relaxed position and close my eyes. Suddenly, I realize at noon when the sun is directly above me in the almost unclouded sky, as the heat beats down mercilessly upon my body, that to discover that to consider dipping even my tiny little pinky toe into the inviting, clean, cool blue water pool before me would be totally thoughtless. The oil on my skin now slimy and speckled with my dry, cracked skin, would create such a visible slick in the water that all the ladies in the surrounding lounge chairs, ever so gently sipping their fruity margaritas, would begin to notice the growing circle of a rainbow-colored, polka-dotted oil leak extending and dispersing outward from my body and throw cat-eyed, sunglassed, dirty looks in my direction. No, I won't go for a swim today. Rather, I'll grab my disparaged beach tote and towel, put my flip-flops back on my feet, trudge back up to my apartment, and take a long, cool, bubble-filled end piece. You are so lucky I'm not there with you because I just grab your ass and throw you in. <laughs> the hell with those cat eye glass lady like glasses wearing ladies. Yeah. I, lo- I I love the whole I love the whole concept of that poem and it kind of makes me sad. I mean there I, when you when you when I hear that, you know, it's it part of it is the it's funny. First of all, I wanted to laugh just because it was the whole imagery of the whole thing was pretty funny. But then it kind of made me sad because it makes me think of the way 
mentally we sabotage ourselves from living so many times because we're so worried about appearances and what's, you know, all of that, you know. And Absolutely. It, it really made me think about the people who really struggle with things like that, you know, the, the issue of, you know, being so hyper aware of their surroundings and feeling out of place in it or conspicuous in it, you know, whatever the case may be, that it really affects the choices they make in their behavior. You know, so at first it was really funny, then it made me sad, then it made me really funny again, and then I just wanted to throw you in the water. <laughs> so you, so yeah, you got I, out I, of your head. <laughs> I've I've experienced uh, quite a few people looking down their nose at me, so I I that was that was my homage to that. Well, you know what you have to do when things like that happen is you have to climb a tree, because then they have to look up at you. <laughs> no, what I have to do is write a poem about it, and then I get it out. <laughs> You know, I I used to be, you know, when you, especially as women, when we were younger, we're really, really um, aware of what people think of us. You know, we're, that's bred into us to, you know, that's like one of the most important things is, you know, you have to look good, you have to do this, you have, you know, your, your appearance is everything, all of that. But I learned that unless someone is willing to sit, you know, and, and breathe in my last breath with me, then I don't care about their opinion. Mm. I do some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff in my life. In fact, it's really funny. Uh, Mike Todd sent me a poem that I wrote about that, and maybe I'll read it at the close of the show that talks mm. about the, the whole, you know, being weird and having to live hide things about you and stuff. Maybe I'll read that to close the show tonight. I'm supposed to read a poem tonight. I have to read one a month. That's my deal with you guys. And I haven't done it yet, so maybe I'll close with that one. We'll see. We'll I, see have not yet heard, I have not yet heard a poem of yours. <laughs> That's because I'd rather hear your guys's. That, you know, <laughs> I never read on here because the lines are always usually so busy. And so... Uh, maybe five or six years ago, the deal was made by the listeners is that on the first show of every month, I have to read one of my pieces or play one of my tracks. Mm -hmm. And so I try to do that, but we had the whole, um, you know, New Year's thing going on last year or last week. And so I didn't do it last week. So maybe, maybe I'll do it tonight or I'll play a track tonight. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. Nice. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you. They can't yet. I'm still working on that. Um, I think you said it was called uh, allpoetry.com. I'm, I, I need to yeah. check into that. I've been um, very busy. Somebody smashed my phone, and I'm dealing with phone problems. So. <laughs> you fun. All right, yeah. sweetheart. Well, you guys can find her here. Yes. Yes. All right, sweetheart. And we'll see you next week? Yes. Awesome. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. All right. Have a good good night. You too. All right.
right. Our next caller comes from area code 815. 815, you are on the air. Happy Thursday. 815. Hello, my sister, sweet girl. How are you? I love you. I've missed you. It's good to hear from you. I'm wonderful. Love and miss you, too. Didn't have an opportunity to miss the disaster last week, but, you know, Jay and I have just James here, so over at Epiphany, which is on Blog Talk. So we had the same problem the weekend before. Have so you, I, wait, 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 honey, okay. honey, Gina, Gina, have you got a yeah. speakerphone? It, like, it, it, it sounds like there's a hippopotamus doing the waltz on the speaker. It's like something okay. weird going on. Well, I have, um, I have a poet in my Uber who might need to mute themselves. Can you, Thank you. Can you? Are, are we a speaker now? That did it. No, I was using my Bluetooth. Oh, and, and okay. My, and my Uber rider, my Uber rider was was unmuted. Okay. So okay. what happened? Well, can you, you sound myself? You can sound you hear me perfect now? now. We can hear you. I just want to make sure that great. people can hear you. Yes, we can hear you. You sound great. Sure. Cool. So it's been a while since I brought a poet to the Speakeasy Cafe, but I have one with me tonight. Um, in my poetry Uber. Yeah. Poetry um, Uber. <laughs> listen, if, if, you, if you unmute now, I will mute myself so that you can introduce yourself to Lana. Hello, new mystery poet. Are you with me? You'll have to take your mute, yourself off mute now. Hello, everyone. My name is Whitney Carl. Um, I'm a poet of Atlanta, Georgia. I am a very good friend of poetess Gina Storm. Well, we are very, very tickled to have you. You're welcome, sweetheart. Okay, so um, we wrote something, decided we would do it together. So I'm going to start. Okay. Um, This is a piece that is the acronym for... The word why, W-H-Y, we hear you. Why is it that you don't see yourself realistically? See, I'm curious how it comes to this. We hear you. So the why is constantly complaining, mind rearranging, truth from reality, enhancing for the sake of glamour, looking jacked as a hammer. Use my bad grammar. Y'all are the worstest. Inspiring these verses, surgical procedures are often followed by hearses. You compare you to the celebrities and models on TV and the web. In the mirror, all you see are things that are bad. I'm not angry. I'm just effing mad. So W-H-Y, we hear you. This is why. I know that you need to know that we hear you, and I swear that we do because self-esteem, that's good. Is a must, and it has to come from you. You got this. Being the best you possible isn't a look; it's a feeling. Really, that's my piece. Wow, that was a shirt for you. I, I yeah, because that's not. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Why? What is your why? Why did you eat what you ate? Why did you wear what you're wearing? The three things that connect us, 
life, love, death. We wish we had more time that we take for granted. For these things, for these things connect us. We it's holding us together. Death. Question: Do we really fear death? For death, some say it's uncertainty. For others, they don't even know why. Their approach is different, but the same. So I'm asking you, what is your why? This is life. We all have to go through the same path, whether we want to or not. Why do we make the simple things hard and the harder things even harder? Question, do the word hard even really exist? Why, why wake up? Why? Wake up. I'm fixing to slap you in the face. Oh, my bad. Nowadays, just called catching a charge called abuse. Some needs to be slapped back into reality, giving each other, giving each other pills, pumping each other's veins with drugs plus false information equals what? Why? Why do we? Why do we want to silence the truth, blow up and feed? Out the lies, and that's so. And thinking that it's okay, why? Those pictures, well, that was incredible, both of you. I love the part. Um, it's like it should be a bumper sticker, and that was when the line you had in there. Why do we make the simple things hard? Tell me that wouldn't make a great bumper sticker, or on a coffee mug. Just that one line right there says so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are very welcome. I'm glad that you're here. Welcome. I'm glad you're now part of our family and you're going to bring us back, right? Yes, ma'am. I will be back. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Nyla. I love you. Gina brings us lots of treasures. Remember that? In the poetry, I try to bring people or give them the number or share the link or just let them know where you are on Thursday. This is one of my favorite places. Do you want to know a secret, a little bit of secret information? Everybody else, your ears, okay? So, one of the things we're going to be doing this year, um, if you were on when I started the show, but I said that, you know, 2024 is the year of the voice. And we've got a, a, poet, or a prize drawing coming up that's going to cover three months, first quarter of the year. And at the end of it, everyone who does this is going to get their name in the hat and be, to be, you know, be in the running for the drawing. Um, but what that's going to be is bringing a new voice to poetry, bringing someone back to the show that's not been here in a long time, or bringing new people, introducing them to doing spoken word, introducing them to reading, you know, bringing first-time people to the show. It's, it's sad that there's still so many people out there in the world who have their poetry hidden away in books that are never going to see the light of the day. You know, it's important to be able to have that voice to share what you write. We write because we have something to say. People should have a place to say it, and that's what this is. 
And so you're always bringing new people to the show. So I just want to let you know that, you know, starting next week, that's going to get your name drawing every time you bring a new person to the show. Not only does your name go in the drawing, but the person you bring, their name goes in the drawing as well. Cool. Yay. Right? Cool. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to read two because you guys can read two. Are you going to read another one? Or are you guys just going to do that one? Um, uh, we can do a second one. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to freeze down. He's freeze down, too. Okay, go ahead. Kick it off. All right. I apologize. You hear what I say? I apologize for the hurt that I caused. I see the tears in your eyes. We have our ups and our downs and our twists and our turns like the artist R&B. Ursula say, let it go and let it burn. We have our mistakes, that be the truth. But sometimes I just want to know why we hold our mistakes over each other's head. Why we so quick to shoot each other in the head. I just want to know why do we take life for granted. In reality, me personally, I cannot stand it. We shedding unnecessary tears, shedding unnecessary blood. At the same time, we saying, I love you. Who are we? Why are we judging each other? Why are we pointing fingers at each other? For no one is better than the other. We have No one is better than the other. We're taught by our mothers and the fathers that we got to do better. How can we do better when the father and generation is watching us? And we wonder why they doing break bread and crust and fuss and cuss, getting locked up in the eight by cell, looking in that wonder, wondering when are they going to go home. Some go home soon, and some will never see the light of day. Me, personally, I just want to wonder, you really think that's okay? I think not. It's so simple like playing a game called Hot Scott. It's time to make a change. Not just say it, but we got to be the change. I'm tired of us doing the same old, same old thing and expecting the change. We got to do better. Start walking and rolling the eyes on each other and saying, going about your business and saying, whatever. I say to myself, Time and time again, sometimes I've been overlooked, but I assure you, my friend, I'm not regular. I'm not average or ordinary. I'm extraordinary. See, I'm wordy and I'm flirty. And one of the things that I love most about me is the fact that I'm nerdy. I'm not going to dumb myself down. Change my vernacular. Not going to act like I'm not spectacular. Never going to forget to put myself first because daily I have swollen body parts, cramps and itching that's all over and menacing. In the winter when it's pretty cold like it is right now, we're expecting more snow. I'm sure tomorrow was going to be a difficult time if I had to go outside and I had to breathe. They say the temperature's going to drop down this weekend to the teens. That's not good for me. I was born in December, but I'm hot-blooded and I'm warm. My feet and my hands are often cold, but that just means that you have to tap into the core of me, my soul, the part that is always going to be illuminate. I'm going to give you my light. Inside and out, if you are receptive and if you are receiving. If you give me back what I need, then we will never be grieving. We're going to continue to give the same energy to each other for the rest of our lives. So I have to tell myself time and time again, I will not hide. I will be seen. I will be in the light. I will be the light. I am poetry and positivity personified. 
if you haven't tapped into it yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. I won't be here forever. I don't want you to have regret. In peace. Wow. You guys did that great together. Very compatible voices. Thank you. We never practiced. <laughs> well, you can dialing. Yes. I guess you could practice dialing. But, yeah, that was seamless. That was awesome, you guys. Absolutely. We, we freestyled individually, but we never did it collectively. So that was a treat for me. It was fun. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Like I said, we'll be here next well, week with them. Let the listeners know where they can find you, sir. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, B-E-E-D-A-R-I-G-H-T-E-R. All that is together, be the writer. Just B-E-E-D-A-R-I-G-H-T-E-R. You can also find me on Facebook, capital B-E-E, lowercase E-E, Butler, B-U-T-L-E-R. So that's how you can find me. Let's go. Well, once again, welcome so to the like show. To welcome to the family. Go ahead, Gina. Thank you. I said I'm getting with the knee. Sorry. Gina with the G, Gina with the knee. So I'm like intimate weather, but I'm turned out on a rainy day. You can find me anywhere that you have an opportunity to be on social media, and there is poetry. So I'm on Clubhouse, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Gina with the knee. So I'm like intimate weather. Thank you so much. See you next Thursday, sis. I'm going to bring another poet. And if Wisdom's available, <laughs> I'll bring him home. <laughs> That'll be great. Um, I sent you, B, I sent you a friend's request. So it's under Nyla. Alicia is my name. So if you want to um, accept that, if you would like to be my friend, then every week on Thursday I can send you a reminder that the show's on and the link to get to the show. Uh, got it. Say no more. Got it. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. It was wonderful meeting you. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Gina. You're welcome. Love you, sis. Love you too, honey. All right. So we have three more callers in our lineup. We have 732, 609, and 240. Let's go ahead and grab 732. 732, you're on the air. Uh-huh. What's the frequency? You there? Hi, Gregory. Hi, it's Gregory, I think. What's the frequency? Today's tone length. Today's vocal practice exercise. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Six, seven... Eight. Okay, uh, I'm not going to do any intro. This might, anyhow, so what? Consider conserving data with the system hypnotically hissed its magnetic tone, though illuminated in a disappointing meter of low battery life, of a consolidated technique that will increase your proper power usage, a conventional method from an obsolete repair manual of a stressful utensil, though an essential possession as you barter for spare parts. It's a superstitious principle of a never-ending machine of the museum standards 
reflecting their infinite purpose with each action equal and opposite with the limitations of uncertainty that neutralize the switch. Six, seven, eight. That's about it. Salt, top, and crop. Thank you. That, that was quick and easy and fast. Well, no, it's it's. I shouldn't. Uh, it's just over the last couple of days, so it's. I wasn't even sure if that would lock in, but it kind of had a flow. Let's see what else we got here. As you transfix the mind's eye, you'll see the good thing about every day. So the alg- algorithm and its step-by-step procedure for solving the dysfunctional switch. And ah, the impartial pardon, pattern of the citizen purpose and the ethereal method in the infinite process. Oh, this useless adapter. It's an inconsequential minutia that you scrutinize inconclusively. A compelling gimmick of a comparative image. And as they parade through the apocalypse wall and the miracle silent science, six, seven, eight. And that might work out. And the miracle silence, science, that's guidance. Oh, this useless solution of a post, post-pandemic iPhone as we draw a cohesive electric. That's about it. Oh, it's we cohesive guidance through a useless solution and the connection that's underway and a solution that reinvents a traditional standard. So there, that kind of came together. How are you? What a pisser of a show. Damn, you have winter wonderful. Wonderful. And next you're getting clobbered. <laughs> oh. You gotta oh mute. I'm like, it's always good to hear from you, Greg. We're out of control over here. All musicians are retarded. And the next for the upcoming thing, it's like a week away. And it's oh your instrument it you know, reflects your inner being and your your guitar. It's like its own person and it has a life all its own. And you get up there and you don't even know it's out of tune. And yeah, no, we're cool. Everybody's kicking. Okay, I'll go away. You still there? Tell everyone how to find you, Gregory. I wish. Because everybody goes a little fast with that. Well, I'm just like everyone else. I'm definitely on Instagram. And that's Gregory Speaking, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-S-E-E-A-K-I-N-G. And then, of course, the Retarded Hell book. So, yeah, I wish people, because I'd like to, but they go, they talk too fast, and it's kind of, you know, year one stuff. If, you know, you should enunciate, anyhow, it's not for me to determine how other people enunciate or promote their own. But if you want people to hear you, you should make it real easy for people who don't know anything. But then this is what I do every day. <laughs> well, so if you want to... Uh wanted to find to shoot me a message and I'll send you their language. Or that's another thing. Maybe at the end, now somehow if you correlate all that information you could post it up and this way people can find each other. I mean, it's a bit of work for you. But, you know, still get if you need an intern. Yeah. So this way everybody can know who performs the night, the day of the night of the show and with mm-hmm. their, what do you call that, links? 
Pops from hell. Sounds <laughs> antiquated. Okay, we're all right. Just today, not do a lot of vocalizing. Sing like the same song three hours over and over. We turned some Kate Bush song into like a Bruce copy because, you know, it's Bruce Central around here, especially next week. So all the cookie cutters, they're going over there. And then uh, we have like the more eclectic offbeat lineup because we don't have to deal with any of that. So go, you want to, you know, go disaster, be a cookie cutter, you do, you know, product, go down the street. We're you know, free from all that. It's been a busy week. It has. All right, Gregory, you going to be here next week? I can understand. Oh, yeah, there's nothing going on tonight. I was studying basketball. Okay, here's a great thing. This is a big, our new, new thing we're doing. This is free for everyone. You want to do a hip-hop beat, scratch, etc. So you record a basketball game, and you isolate the sneaker screeches when they hit the paint. And it sounds just like a hip hop scratch. <laughs> and then you modify that and you throw it in your Pro Tools and you know, you write it out and you turn that into your hip hop beat or you use it as a second and third dairy line over a other thing. So I would think I always thought it was more of a human thing, but I would almost say the origin without knowing anything, even though, you know, we were there early on. With the hip hop Scratch things could be like the sound of sneakers on a bas- on a wooden thing. Freaking awesome. So there you go. Happy day. Today's lesson. Thank you, Three hours of vocal work and turn the, street, the sneaker skids from a basketball game, isolate it, and turn it into a hip-hop scratch beat. I'm going to get right on okay. that. Thank you, Gregory. Move to New Jersey. Okay, too much fun. <laughs> Just be, be nice. Don't pick on people. Trump's fucking Hitler. Okay. See you later. I'm so oh, sorry. I'm so mean. This. Bye, hon. <laughs> cool. I can understand. Bye-bye, sweetheart. <laughs> I can do anything. I'm fucking uh, too funny. <laughs> too funny. Thank you so much, Gregory. All right, we got two callers left. Get them on. Area code 609, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, sweetheart. How are you? All right. This is Paul Sampson, a.k.a. Divine Inspiration. How are you, Paul? It's been a bit since we've heard from you. Yeah, it hasn't been since the anniversary show. It just seems forever ago. I know, right? But uh, it's it's been rough. It's been a rough few weeks. With funerals galore, it's just crazy. And I got another one to go to Saturday and do a poem on Saturday. It's it's draining. <laughs> but that's part of the job when you have this gift of the pen and the joy of the pen. You know, you have to go where you're led to go. You know, I learned the hard way that I can't do that. I had a girlfriend want me to read a poem at her wedding, and I got put up there, mm-hmm. and I just, I was, I, I have a real fear of public speaking, even though I perform. 
I do shows and things like that. I've done them in huge auditoriums. I've done them in little venues. I've, you know, but getting up there at that wedding, you know, I'm sitting there and I've got this piece I wrote for them and she loved it. I started reading it and I started bawling like a baby. And I could hardly talk because it was like, well, I ruined her wedding. <laughs> No more for me. No, no more. I, nothing like that. I nope. bet you the, the the recordings of that would be precious, <clears throat> priceless. <clears throat> <laughs> but it seems that I, I've done a few weddings, uh, but it seems like I've become the death poet. Uh, it, it shows that God has a sense of humor. Three years ago when my mother passed, I said, I'm not going to another funeral. And it just immediately started raining with people passing on, wanting me to write something for the funeral. And it's just kept on. You know, it's, in hindsight, it's, it's scary, but it's humbling that someone would trust something that God enables me to write, to use at a I was going to say that's but, a really good, yeah, it's a really good compliment that you're able to bring comfort to people and that they yeah. recognize that. So kudos to you. Thank you, but I, it's definitely him. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a few times it was very hard because nine times out of ten it's somebody that I have a relationship with, somebody that I know, friends. We just—I can't hear you very well. You just went real far away all of a sudden. How about now? Still low. Get back over here. Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? Keep, keep wiggling things. You're still low. How about now? Can you hear me now? That's a little bit better. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Just good. don't move. Whatever take, you're doing, uh, don't move. <laughs> I had to take the ear piece out. I guess it broke. I don't know. Anywho, <laughs> I'm here. I won't move. <laughs> okay. So, I brought what did you one. Bring it's kind of a long tonight, piece. Baby? I'm just going to do mm-hmm. one tonight because this one's kind of long, and I know we're getting late. Um, this one is called The Demons We Accept. We the people. For the people. By the people. In God we trust. The land of the free. Mottos and ideologies that have been exposed for all to see. Lies, lip service, and hypocrisy. That is what the rhetoric is currently claimed as democracy. What part of for the people, by the people, is it that leaves its people homeless, hungry, ignored, and dismissed? Veterans, citizens who have helped financially, physically, bloodily support and defend and die for this land, now destitute. Overlooked for the illegal immigrants sneaking in. It is apparent that we, the people, don't include Americans down on their luck. You know, the Americans, woman, child, or man. Where is our trust in God? How do we honor his blessing us to come this far? (laughs) By removing him from public places, banning him even from our schools ill-preparing our children for this spiritual warfare being waged of compromising the word of God is the downfall of this age. Now, this tidbit must be handled completely 
painfully, honestly, do you truly see this nation as the land of the free? I think not. In light of the incarcerations and restrictions and fatal biological warfare and attacks upon those who look like me or those who are victims of this wealthy nation's poverty, these are the demons we accept. We accept their satanic governing, oftentimes opposite what is desired or best for us. We pathetically leave them allow them to destroy this nation and us and ridiculously call it trust. We as a nation are about to crash and burn because of the demons we accept. We and our lies and false declarations soon God will reject. If you think things are bad now, I assure you, you ain't seen nothing yet. We have allowed our facade of being virtuous to slip and fall down. We have exposed ourselves as just as evil as those we oppose. Despite the concerns, the spiritual or moral stance, or even how we the people feel, it matters not. The marionettes operated by the puppet masters, a.k.a. the demons we accept, and remember, God was evicted from Capitol Hill, and whether you like it or not, it's already a done deal. I fear that when the history of our moment in time gets recorded and the truth comes out, it will read that it was we the people who kicked God out, choosing Barabbas once again, unitedly in a loud, determined shout. Must I remind us that those demons we accept and even give clout are the same that from heaven, along with Lucifer, was cast out. Those same demons we accept, if not rebuked soon and very soon, many of us on Judgment Day with Satan will be judged by God as reject. We serve a long-suffering God, it's true. But please don't ever fool yourself into thinking that forever, God will wait for you. Don't allow yourself or Satan to delude you into thinking God ain't that important and that you can wait. That mentality very well may end up with your eternity in the fiery lake, labeled for all time as reprobate. Accountability over those we elect Justice for all means persecution for those sworn to serve and protect. We must not compromise or we will realize we chose to denounce God for the demons we accept. Poem. Demons we accept. That's a great title. Fantastic right on that, sweetheart. Thank you. I don't remember the exact uh, thing, but that title came to my mind from the last show we were on, your, your um, 17-year anniversary show. That title sparked into my head, and I wrote it down. And it was about a week later that I <clears throat> got the piece written, but it came from the, the anniversary show, the, the, the spark for that. Thinking about when I tell people that they need to read, 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 they need to go out there and live life, you know, they have to have that input. So because you were here, you heard something that 
inspired you and now that piece exists because of that you know so you here you had input and there's that poem and it's fantastic and i think it's awesome i'm really glad you shared that thank you oh i do have one bit of advice for you and excuse me a previous caller who both talk about writing while driving um did you ever hear about putting your phone on record and talking to the phone? It's a little safer than trying to <laughs> write something and drive. I don't want to hear about you two ending up in an accident somewhere. Yes, sir. <laughs> I have not. I've not I done that a, in a long time. So, you know. I, mean, I got a point that was just scary as heck and hilarious. <laughs> Oh. I don't, you know, I don't know what was worse, the fact that I was driving while I was writing, or the fact that I was holding the camera and uh, with a timer under my chin, <laughs> so it could take a picture of me driving while I was writing. Yeah, that, that was a I whole lot of uh, dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baby, tell everyone how they can find you, hun. Well, you can find me every night, or every Sunday night at 8 p.m. at the Inspiration Factory over at Epiphany at 319-527-6300. It's a poetic praise platform. We'd love to have you. And other than that, you can find me on Facebook as Paul Sampson, a.k.a. Divine Inspiration, on Instagram as Blessed for Free, and don't worry about Twitter or the X or whatever these things are they're changing to because I don't go on there enough to worry about it. So those are the main two. And Facebook. Well, make sure, remember that. when you have a show or something like that coming up, remember to post that on my page so it's easy for people to find. You know, we've got, you know, think about my Facebook page like the yeah, bulletin board for the cafe. Well, if you have something coming up, post definitely it on will. so people know. Good. I definitely will. Thank awesome. you for that. And you do the same. You're very welcome. Pages. Well, thank you, sir. We'll yes, talk to you welcome. next week. And one quick shout out. Hi, Mama. Oh, I missed you and I love you. Hello, Amelia. Aww. Okay, and with that, I'll shut my mouth and get off the air. <laughs> thank you so much for the platform, though. <laughs> Nyla. Um, God bless you. Thank and your you, call. Paul. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. One- All right. So it looks like we just had a – where in the heck did all you call? Why do you guys wait until the very last minute to call in? Huh? I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. All right, so we have three callers left. We have area code 540-732 and 501. Head and grab 540. You are on the air. You mean 240. Yeah, that one. Um, yes, uh Mr. Automatic, charismatic. Everything, ha- everything is good when it's automatic, right? <laughs> How are you, hon? Um, just, just pray for me. Um, nah, yeah. give me a prayer. You, 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 you know, yeah. you're good people. You know what I mean? I respect Thank you. you. Thank you. That um, means a lot. I mean, you know, uh, I just want to say to people. No matter what you go through, no matter how hard it is, no matter how stressful it is, you believe in something, you want that job, you want that career, and it's hard for you. Sometimes God got to make it hard for you so you can appreciate it. 
we don't we don't appreciate things that are given to us on a silver platter. If you had to work hard to get it, it's, it's something different. And then when you had to just put it all on the table and go get it, then somebody just hand it to you. You know? There's value in accomplishments, that's for sure. So, you know, all the truck shots, all the truck drivers, I'm trying to be in there. I'm praying for another truck driving job. I know God got my back. You know, just, uh, you know in, in remembrance of Dr. King, that uh, a man who uh, never gave up freedom, uh, you know, just be treated like a human being. Dr. King, you know, I, well, with me, I, I said that I think that uh, this man needs to be uh, honored uh, this month. Um, you know, he uh, was against the Vietnam War, uh, sanitation, Tennessee sanitation. Uh, he went against Wonder Bread, uh, big companies, big corporations. And uh, Montgomery bus boycott. Thank you. Yes. Um, So I got a freestyle, and uh, I I need to come here and and do a freestyle. And uh, freestyle is called "Change in My Pain." Are you ready? I am. <laughs> okay. Love that laugh. Right. I must be encouraged. As a matter of fact, the storm has been coming my way day by day on the display, and it seems like it's not going away. But I have a say in that. I have a say that I'll be free, and I'm holding the key to turn things all around. Now, freedom has a beautiful sound. Oh, I can feel like I'm marching, like in the change in my pain. And let me explain, when you feel the freedom in my veins, I have went from one job to another job. For my career is not over. For what I've done and what the hours that I've put in, I will succeed. My lifestyle, my story would not be fatigue. Believe in myself. Every deep breath that I breathe and everything that I receive, I must achieve. Oh, the change in my pain. The ancestors have worked in the cotton fields thorns all in their hands and they had to change in their pain. I came too far to turn back around. I came too far to sit back in the bus. I came too far to not be treated like a man like the Tennessee Sanitation. I came too far to fight a war when the war is going against me like a Vietnam came too far. And when I speak like the other America that I have experienced, I'm trying to have the delivery and changing my history. 
not to have that unsuccessful life like my obituary. I won't die in the unsuccessful lanes where I must be in chains. The change in my pain, that the pain that I'm growing into, learning more ideas to reflect on, be respect upon. Yes, I see the vision in the air. See, I'm aware. Can you feel the change in my pain? Can you feel the voice in my pain? Can you feel the livelihood in my pain? Oh, if you've been with me, then you will know the pain. If you heard from the words that I've said, you will know the pain. If you just walk with me right in my shoes, you will know the pain. But that's the type of change. See, I look at Dr. King. I look at a man. I look at the man who put his life on the line to be free, so I do the same thing. Taking my life over a world with the exposures like I died again and be recycled. And the birds said like there's nothing changed of revival, but when you feel the thunder on the thunder of the awakening, there will be no more pain. There will only be change. When I feel that victory, I make new history. No more change in my pain. Miss Automatic Charismatic Delivery Engine. Can't get us in the morning if I've been dry. That was amazing. You know, when you freestyle like that, do you. Do you come back and listen to the show and write them down? I mean, where do they go? Are they just out of your mouth and gone? Yes. It's like a spiritual. Freestyle is spiritual to me. I I never know what I'm going to say. I just like the spirit of, of poetry. It's like a spiritual, poetic uh, livelihood for me. I just Whatever uh, needs to be said will come out in the spirit. I believe in spiritual wellness. I agree. But you have to come back and write Listen down. To the archive. Can transcribe <laughs> them for you. You guys do some amazing stuff. They can't just go away. Well, you are made to poet, too. I, I've I had a chance to uh, listen to you, um, you know, and... and I think I've been, how long have I been supporting you? Almost like, it seems like a long time, don't it? Maybe two, three years? I don't even know. I don't know. Go ahead. It's been a long time. That's all I can say. I've been supporting you. And it never changes. I think that you are great. I, I appreciate the platform. Sometimes people need to get things off their chest, so it, it's like a, it's like a, uh, when you get things off your chest, it's a deep type of wellness. It's a healing process. You don't want to keep that uh, uh, um, all in. Want to release that. I agree. Hey, you know, so it, yeah, it's, like, it's like coming to the altar. It's like coming to the altar. Right. 
<laughs> you need oh. to uh, tell everybody how to find you, love. Okay. Uh, well, my performance name is Mr. Automatic Charismatic. Uh, you can find me at Larry, Mr. A.C. Piper Shepherd. I do create websites. Um, you can find me... Uh, you can find me on WordPress. You can find, you look up Mr. Automatic Charismatic on WordPress. Um, I may do some shows to celebrate poets. Uh, I like what Drink Champs is, is, has done. So I want to uh, not forget our poets and not forget the ones who are living right now. We give them roses while they're here and... and, and, and um, give the praises to our poets that have passed away. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a, uh, the one thing I'm going to work on. And I hope I can work on my book, Formula 91382, which will help people be able to study or break information like enzymes. I could break information right now at 152 ways. I could break a word down. Um, and uh, I'm you want to write a book called Inside My Lyrical Engine? That's, that's my goals. Be a truck driver. And I want to help people get their CEO, not just be a truck driver. But one day when all this driving is done, I want to be an instructor and help people get their CEO. That's awesome. Hey, Larry, we had a, I see people in the chat room, and they sent prayer for you in there. And I copied and pasted it into your Facebook Messenger so you can see it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. God, God bless you. God bless you all. Give me in prayer. I just uh, pray that I'm in Chicago. Um, I've been back and forth in Chicago. Uh, I don't know why I'm here. You know, I know God just sent me here. Um, I get a lot of phone calls from truck driving companies in Chicago. And uh, so I make my phone calls tomorrow and uh, see who hired me. So as a tri- driving is easy. It's the, driving is easy. Backing is easy. What's so hard is the little hiccups. It's like the, the, the just the small things of communication. Like both, that's the hard like part. Like both wagons. Yeah. Oh. So that's the hard part right there. I thought you were talking about Volkswagens. No, no. Uh, well, they are Volvos, <laughs> uh, uh, trucks. Yeah, they're the small Volvo things. Yeah, small, yeah, small things. And, 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 and uh, this is what I want to tell people. If you're ever in the trucking business, and people call you, ask them this question. What do you expect of me? And like uh, my big brother, uh, uh, Van, was saying, tell them to put it in writing. Put it in writing what you need to do. Have everything up front. Don't, don't eliminate anything. Because your time, you have to believe that your time is valuable. If you're not going to respect your time, you can't expect nobody else to respect your time. 
So you have to, so what, I'm learning something different every day. Every time I go out to a truck driving company, there's something that I'm learning, especially when I come to Chicago, you know. Um, Chicago is a beautiful city downtown. I just, I come here, you know, and I get, I've been disappointed, you know. But it's always these companies calling me and say, hey, when do you want to work? And I'm willing to work, even spend my own money coming to Chicago. Go on the train, the capital limit. It's hard, man. I would love to meet my Chicago poets in a in a in a way like if I were to drive to Chicago, take a thirty four, and meet Chicago poets. Maybe go to. I don't know too much about Chicago because I'm I'm from uh, the DMV, which is Maryland, uh, Virginia, DC. That's where I'm from. Not from Chicago, but I've been to Chicago so many times, I almost feel like I'm from Chicago. Because I've been here so many times. <laughs> Crazy. But just promise me you'll be safe out there and know that all yeah, of our prayers are with you, I'm, okay? I'm, I'm glad I'm in the hotel because this is extremely cold. Chicago weather, I, I can't get with because it, it, it reminds <laughs> me of Detroit. Michigan, it just get you know all that Midwest. It gets real cold. Minnesota, all that. No, I don't want to. I don't want no parts of that. No. Uh. Stay warm. Yeah, yeah. No Chicago for me. No, I'd rather meet some poets. I I would never live in Chicago ever. No, no offense. (laughs) I don't want no poets to say, hey, who, who, who is this guy I think he is? No. Chicago is a beautiful city. I've been to south side of Chicago. But it is cold. Yeah, I bet. I mean, one time when I was in south side of Chicago, I heard all these rumors. You go to south side of Chicago, you might get robbed. You might get, you know, but... It was quiet, you know what I mean. I went, I went over. It was real quiet. It wasn't nobody robbing nobody. I mean, it was just like I was minding my business. You know, it was quiet. Wasn't no shootings and was no nothing. When I went around it, when that one time, by I rolled out. But hey, you know, I'll be here supporting you. All well, right, we appreciate now. you so much, sweetheart. Hey, you got to tell everyone how to find you before you take off. Oh yeah, I thought I did. Oh, uh, well, do it, do it again because I'm old and forget. Not old, but you know. Okay, it's, it's you find me on WordPress, Mister Automatic Charismatic. Find me on Facebook, uh, Larry, Mister AC Viper, uh, Shepherd. My um, LLC is Mister AC Viper Vision. Um. You'll be able to find me when I start writing my books, Formula 91382. And my poetic book, which I plan to write, is Inside the Lyrical Engine. Um, You'll find me, you know, calling these shows like Nyla, Epiphany, you know, uh, you, you call it Beverly Nation, going on Clubhouse, back to Clubhouse. You may find me back up in Chicago. <laughs> 
Chris. I might go back to Maryland and find myself back in Chicago. <laughs> Careful oh what you wish for. Oh, no, golly. Be, it's always like <laughs> right, right. it's always like I keep coming back here. I don't understand. I'm not from Chicago. I'm not a Chicago native, but no. But it's like, what, what, what is that saying to me? You know what I mean? Like, I just, I know Chicago is the biggest industry of truck driving. That's all I know. And I like to meet my po- my poetic uh, people in Chicago. You know. Ain't going no dangerous hoods, nothing like that. But much love to all my Chicago poets. Much love to all the poets, period. All right, Larry. Will we talk to you next week? All right. Traffic willing? Yeah, it says pray for me. Yes. Always. Always. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, hon. All right, so I want to let Shada know, three, you are not in the lineup. If you want to read tonight, hon, press one. So I know it's okay to unmute you if you're here just listening. I see you. Glad you're here. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 501. 501, you are on the air. How do you do? Hey, Jay, how are you? Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Isla? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Oh, it's good to be heard, and it's good to hear you as well. Yes, ma'am. Can't oh, wait we can do to see what you brought for us tonight. Wait, wait. I'm going to go ahead and get to the meat and potatoes. Um, hope it didn't time out. No, it did not time out. Okay. <laughs> this piece is about life being precious. Once the life goes out, you can't put it back in. Within the vessel in which you were nestled, your armor when you tussled, your embracer when you cuddled, your everything when you huddled, and your dungeon you troubled. And these conditions are subtle. A prick could bust the bubble, but to endeavor like the shadow and not pop a corpuscle, that's the true struggle. Making something out of rubble, a better man stands before you humbled. Have you ran and fumbled, fly as brundle, but like a burglar, I bungled. That's past tense, and I still may stumble. Humility exerts with no muscle. An untainted reality allows one to see evidence of the divinity all around thee. And we, the families like withered trees, the oceans in my blood share the same salinity. The plants are the lungs to breathe, the respiration as it blows the breeze, a sneeze, as grows the ragweed. Crimes against God are cancer and we. We need help, just don't inconvenience we, and keep it quietly. Got plenty, but the heart needy, greedy, and we must behave violently, especially to those who would love we. Fetch an iron mask, for we are ugly. As a blind man should see, it shouldn't be so easy for we to be we, ignorant to our own blasphemies. Oh, why we make bastard of we. Every time that we deny the Father eye to eye open, we leave we. It's all Greek to me. So I say, say la vie. 
please forgive me, for I did not mean to wee wee. Paul. You have such an incredible way weaving words together with this insane, random, internal rhyme scheme throughout everything that you write. It's like one of your signature things. It's just, it's masterful. Thank you. I think this is like the second or third poem I had ever written. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on Facebook notes. Yeah, well, well, I was writing uh, hip-hop before that, so that's why a lot of that rhyme, rhyme head came from. Ah, so there's there. That's from a music, a music background, songwriting. Um, raps, yeah, basically. And, you know, they were terrible raps too. They were uh, uh, ill <laughs> with the style. Oh man, murdering, killing, uh, uh, drinking, no raping, <laughs> but there was a there was a bad guy type of thing going on, and 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 I thought that was what what I wanted to do. Until I had first wrote my first poem when I moved down here to Arkansas, and I said, "You know what? This might be a thing." Well, I'm glad that's the direction you went in because we're surely the ones that benefit from that. Are you going to read two for night for us tonight, hon? Uh, yes, ma'am. I can. Okay. All right. This piece right here is called um, "Lily and Wheat." Pulling it up now, it's coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah, I'm a radio guy too. I try not to hand the bed there. <laughs> right, right. I gotcha. Yeah. Somebody might be calling in just that time. Damn it, I missed it. <laughs> I'm like, no, you didn't. All right. How bountiful is the beauty of the lily? Could awkward words flow evenly enough to draw in her outline or color in her colors, contours, and aroma? How do you express intangibleness? Is it fair to try with the lips? Could Webster's descript suffice to see beauty, grace, and integrity as sterile as his depiction would be? What is lovely? Isn't she Yes, like the rain over parched terrain says the growing grain sustenance its purpose and aim. Lily, forgive my shame. Might I know your name? If not, I fear you will forever be ingrained in some aspect of my mental imagery, causing some type of neurological injury, subject, sensibility, and symmetry. Lily, Solidly, but artfully and delicately balanced. Cream of the crop, queen of the pageant, but the desire to be established. I tell you, our roots, our soil, our sweat, our toil. No pastry that enters this mouth would be as sweet than me saying, Lily, I am your wheat. Oh. That, that was... Amazing. Thank you. That was That's amazing. Coming from you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, well, I absolutely loved it. That was beautiful. Oh. Thank you. Some of my early work. 
What an absolutely, absolutely perfect piece to end the show on tonight. What a great close. Thank you. I appreciate you for being here and working hard, Nyla. I appreciate you being here. I'd be talking to myself. Yeah, we're going to try not to hear that. We're going to have to hum and do something. <laughs> what do you think I Make do up some words right quick. I'm not here on Thursday. <laughs> I'm talking to myself all the time. Oh, I had the best conversations with me. Right? I'm my own best mm-hmm. friend. I love me. I, I have a blast talking to me, so I'm good. <laughs> I can be critical, you know, I, I have too. Fun. You know? I never know what's going to come out of my mouth or what I'm going to say next. It's just it's always a surprise. <laughs> right. I'm not a yes man either. I will go ahead and challenge that ass. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you mean? <laughs> that sounds like crazy people talk. <laughs> That's too funny. All right, sweetheart. Tell everybody how they can find you before you take off. Catch up with us at the Small House of Poetry. Right now we're doing a video drive, uh, mainly on TikTok, but we're about to go ahead and move into YouTube, and we're doing some stuff on uh, Facebook as well. But um, if you guys see us, it won't cost you a penny. Just go ahead and click like. Leave a comment. We will come back to, uh, comment back to y'all because we know that's how the algorithm moves. Um, ask us something about the poem. Uh, we are professional you know, talkers about the poems, like Nyla is. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I have to say this is that you know when you have stuff going on or you post things or you want stuff that you want people to see, I'm really surprised. Even though I've told you before, but I never see them on the Facebook page. You know there's, what? I feel like I'll be in and five, I need to do that. No, no listen, there's a network of 5,000 poets that I have put together over the last seven years, or 17 oh, years, you, you know, that okay. are part of your community, part of your family. When you've got something going on, I want to be able to support you and let them know. So just think of my page as like the community bulletin board when you walk into the cafe. Go post on there whatever you're doing, whatever you need, because people need to know that. Your family needs to come support you. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you so much. Well, I'll tell you what, since we're going to be doing this blitz, I'll be uh, posting away at least once a day. That's absolutely fine with me. As long as you're not doing something at 8 o'clock on Thursday night, you can post whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be posting because it this time. Let me tell you, I'll be waiting to learn. They are mine. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Not a problem at all. I always enjoy myself when I come over here. Um, we enjoy you as well. And I'm pleased to take advantage of that. Go post your stuff on my page. And, I mean, like I was talking earlier, you know, we, we are a microwave generation. We see something and five minutes later we forget. You know, we are just programmed differently now than we used to be. So, you know, take advantage of that. Like 15, 20 minutes, half hour at most before you do something, post it on the page because then people click in and you're there. Will do. Will do. And I appreciate this too, Nala, from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing in your community. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you soon. All right. Everybody, y'all take care out there in uh, the audio world. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you later. All right, you guys, you've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe, Open Mic Poetry Show. 
I want to thank everybody for being here, both readers and listeners. It's been a fantastic, fantastic night. I have had so much fun. Thank you. I'm going to close the show. I am going to remind 503, Kshada, you are not in the lineup. If you did want to come on and read, press 1. Otherwise, we're closing the show out. I just want to give you another chance real quick, Pam. All right. So we're going to close the show out with a piece by Guinevere called Once Again. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you next week. Once again, I found a reason to let my guard down. Once again, I'm left standing in the middle of abandoned ground, just holding my heart in my hand. Just holding it exposed, waiting on you to overstand it. I'm not in this for the thrill. I'm not in this because I have nothing better to do. I fell, and I fell hard. And as soon as I let down my guard and those emotions came flooding in, I could see our love in the stars, and I knew I'd end up where I left off. Right back to brokenhearted and licking my wounds, but as quick as I inhale your vapors, I let them back into the air with a cough and clear my lungs of your toxins. Because this has to stop. I can't carry on. I refuse. Refuse to play this game of charades, knowing that I'll be the one to lose and chasing my own damn tails with a phase. So... Don't convince me with your love song, I've got lyrics of my own, and they speak the truth with no shame, no secrets, no lies, no threats of two can play at this game, for once I thought I had a love full grown, but now it's appearing that you're only out for you, and I can't keep searching for that gaze in your eyes, the one that gives me the confidence to know we'll pull through, to know that we can make this a dream come true, to reality beautiful, illuminated by a sunshine emancipated, free from Clouds turning gray skies blue, climbing up to the heavens that we created with our hearts singing in harmony, celebrating because we made it, because we didn't. This mountain is too steep to climb and we don't have enough hooks in our backpacks to carry us to the top. Not enough hooks on these tracks to sing away all my teardrops. Said I wouldn't let anyone else make me cry. Said that I'd be stronger next time around, bouncing back from that last time. And said that I would never again bear my soul, at least until I was sure. Sure that I could maintain control and not get lost within his cure. And after all that, I'll never lose sight of what could have been, but... Please just leave me be while I build my guard up once again. Mm-hmm.